Hi there, everyone. This is the ABCs of RPGs, where we teach you the basics of tabletop role-playing game. This campaign, we're playing Call of Cthulhu. I'm what's known as the, Arca uh, the Keeper of Arcane Lore. Uh, my name's Spencer, and I'm joined by my investigator, Dalton. Hi, I'm Dalton. I'm playing as an investigator known as Marvin Martin, an amateur radio engineer. An alien enthusiast. Okay, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have Dan. Hey, I'm Dan. I'm playing as Dan. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> but you're a copywriter. You do, you do, you do stuff in the 1920s. Sure. <laughs> sure. We we also have Justin. Hey everybody, I'm Justin. My pronouns are he, him. I'm playing Leo Quinn, whose pronouns are also he, him. Uh, a uh, totally not so much legitimate businessman. He's a gangster. He's a gangster. <laughs> Ashley? It's Ashley. My pronouns are she, her. I am playing Irene Whitmore, whose pronouns are also she, her. Last session, we found out that Irene is crazy Rupert Merriweather's granddaughter. Um, she doesn't have a job. She just parties and lives off of her parents' wealth, which is not ideal. Um, but good for her. Um, her job is life. Yep. And just apologies in advance. I'm a bit sick, so I'll try not to cough into the microphone and stuff for you guys. But perfect and of course we have joining back christian yes hello um i will be playing butcher blevins um a uh, butcher who has kind of run in with the society the explanation of the unknown and uh and kind of smuggling and behind the scenes some some interesting and un, un, you know unexplained things so um yeah, i think so. you're i think you're our first uh character who is actually part of the society for the explanation of the unexplained so that's perfect and nobody else here is part of the seu right i'm part of something much bigger and much right. more important <laughs> <laughs> of course so uh so uh we could fit in butcher later on too with just like him getting like a lead on this investigation too but we'll, we'll cover that in a little bit first off uh the thing we want to start off with we do have a rules correction uh it, justin do you want to lead us off on that yeah um so if you've been playing along with us you went with uh you went through the character creation creation uh which is great because there's a couple of different ways you can do it there's a quick way and a couple of longer ways uh, one specific longer way and then one kind of random longer way, which involves just kind of dice rolls. Uh, that goes into your character sheet. Um, during this process, though, while you're allocating your points um, and whichever method you would choose, um, you, uh, you first allocate, you choose a job. So the cool thing about this uh, this system is you have a great deal of specificity. You can be a child. You can be an old person. You uh, can be big, 
small, strong, weak, smart, whatever you want. Uh, you have a lot of creativity and a lot of control over exactly what you do and what your character is like, uh, much more so than maybe some of the other uh, RPGs that are out there. Um, one thing that we were a little unclear of last week, we told the stream that uh, you cannot put your personal skills, so you get your occupational skills, things that you're good at for your job, and then your personal interests. Um, you cannot put your personal interest points into your occupational um, skills that you picked out. That, in fact, is wrong. Um, we found that out, and that's uh, it depends on which uh, book you're using to follow along with us. Um, <clears throat> If uh, if you were following along with the uh, Lore Keepers book, I believe it's on page 36. Um, so that really kind of brings you up to speed on what we've been doing. We haven't done a lot of roles uh, entirely. We've done some investigation roles. The uh, quick turnaround thing here, if you're just tuning in, works a little bit differently than, say, D&D, if that's the one you're familiar with. This works on a 0 to 100 scale, where you're rolling D10s instead of a D20. And you want to get a lower number instead of a higher number. Those are probably the big highlights on the change between those two systems. Um, you can also do better depending upon how well you roll on that like lower number. So if it's a super, super low number, you do really well and you get a bonus for that. And if you roll pretty low, you still get a small bonus for that. Um, likewise, that transitions into if you if you botch it, you fumble. You can fumble super hard. You can fumble just a little bit. Um, but yeah, so that was the the point of order for our streamers this week. You're welcome. Thank you, Justin. Yeah. So yeah, that basically uh, you can like your job. You can love your job, actually, because <laughs> we made it a to a certain degree. Unlike, uh, uh, you know, that's that's the nice thing about this fantasy world is you can enjoy your job. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if anybody, uh, knowing that now, if anybody wanted to change their personal interest skills to boost up some of their occupational skills, go ahead and do that. Um, if that's something you want to do, uh, if you need some time to do that, just go ahead and do that. Or you can do it after the session too. Regardless, um, I think next up, we're going to get a recap from our well-known Mar Marvin Martin. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so last time, uh, anybody want to be a guest on the on the broadcast today? Other than Dan, Dan. <laughs> I mean, I can I can I can join you again. Dan, you want to come back on? You all right? We got Dan back on the pod. Um, and a back squad. Nice. It's always great to have 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 a have a returning guest on Marvin's Martian Missives. That's right. I came up with a name in the last week. Oh. Uh, did. We're inching our way up closer to more and more legitimacy. But last time, some big, big news happened. Um, after a long period of me just kind of spinning wheels in, in my apartment and like yelling at the sky, I got a letter um, informing oh. me that a, a man had some large, large, something he needed to tell me on his deathbed. Um, it wasn't addressed to me, but I'm assuming that was code. And so I went and I met up with definitely code, definitely code right, Dan? I mean, you got the same letter, right? Yeah, I mean, it was addressed to me, oh. but mm, well, but that that it it's neither here nor there. It's definitely code. 
Right, right, right. So I went and I met up with uh, with a few other interesting characters. Uh, Dan, you were there. Uh, that's how I met you, right? Um, and yeah, I, I got blood puked all over me. Oh, you did. Yeah, we'll get there for sure. Um, but I also ran into um, a nice a nice lady named named Irene and a very scary man named Leo. Um. And we were we were bequeathed a box containing truths, um, that seemed like more code. Um, it seemed like it had to do with like summoning demons and stuff, and like devils, uh, in the basement of a house. And it all seemed not at all related to to extraterrestrials. So I'm assuming that there's some code, and he just wanted to, us to wanted to get us to that house to investigate some possible like abductions and stuff or maybe there's some like alien mind control or something going on what do you think um i think it's alien wizard magic mm -hmm. you know there's magic from other worlds like we have our own magic here on earth mm -hmm. there's magic from other worlds and like they're, they're it's the same magic but different right it's mm -hmm. like sibling magics so like they're different, but I think that's what's going on. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I'll definitely have to make make some make some notes, figure some of that out. But uh, we decided to go do some more research um, at the local library, as one does. Um, and we we learned a few a few other things. Um, what you you did you did most of like some, some of the reading and translating. I mean, I, I learned about a lost continent called Mu, um, which was pretty interesting. And apparently, I can kind of speak it a little bit now or read it or whatever to a 5% proficiency. So, you know, hey, that's cool. Um, Array critical success. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what else? What else did we learn? We learned about some creepy book, some, like, super creepy book. Dave Hermes Mysterious. Yeah, and then... Yeah, but we didn't get to go see the book. The damn librarian guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can all pistol whip them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. The scary man pistol whip the librarian. He did. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh awesome. Okay. It's Hold fine. On. He ran away. He didn't run away. Again. Didn't want to get caught. Nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you may notice that we have mixed that around a little bit. Some Just give us one second. Yeah. Spencer and Spencer and Leo have switched spots. Yes. Temporarily. Oh, but yeah. now we're back in place. But yeah, <laughs> Leo pistol whipped that guy and he still wouldn't let us into the restricted section of the library. So honestly, okay, I don't think we're ever going to convince him to let us see that book. And that's kind of where we pick up today. We we we're going to be picking up with like Leo searching around the the library looking for the restricted zone while everybody else is patching up Dr. Henry Armitage after he staunchly refused every single advance you guys had. Yeah, Justin. You oh, don't have I... audio. He can't hear you, Justin. Well, while Justin's figuring that out, uh, oh, let's there we go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so actually, I think this is a cool time to note for people who are just tuning in or people who aren't really familiar with Call of Cthulhu. Hit yeah. points are at an absolute minimum compared to some of the other um, uh, 
uh, tabletop RPGs that are out there, so especially stuff in the world of darkness and the Wizards of Co- the Coast um, TTRPGs. Um, you know, so I pistol whipped him, and uh, you actually—I mean, it's actually very true to real life. I broke his nose and knocked him. I gave him Ow. a nasty concussion. Yep, um, almost killed him. Yeah, he which, was done. Which can happen. You can pistol whip somebody right into the hospital um, <laughs> in real life. Uh, so yeah very very low hit point game so taking damage you know like a single bullet can kill your character so you 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 should be very scared of combat and getting into altercations yeah um Uh, and uh, yeah then before we kind of pick up from there uh let's go ahead and do the get to know your question does anybody want to roll a a d250 and i'll read off a question for all your characters the ants (laughs) answer I'll roll it. Somebody else rolled it. Somebody else did? I thought I heard somebody roll it. I got it. Two. Oh, seven. Okay. Two oh four. Dalton got two oh four. He rolled before I did. That's who I heard. Oh, okay. Two oh four. If you found out today was your last day on Earth, what would you do? What a good question. Wow. All right. Who wants to lead us off of that? What would their character do if they found out today was their last day on Earth? I mean, Marvel would probably be like one of those guys. He'd wear he'd write like a billboard. It'd be like last day, repent. And like, is find, find your alien masters or whatever. <laughs> uh and just go strolling on the streets. He'd 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 be like doing the best he can Bring to get as best. much as much info out there in his last moments. Uh that's perfect. <laughs> Anybody else have their answer ready? <laughs> Leo Leo would do a lot of debauchery and then make sure that he got to church on time. I'm playing as me. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd probably he's a, be with he's a very strict Catholic in, in the game. So Leo would be at church doing, you know, just just. Well, he he'd do a lot of bad things and then go to church. Oh, okay. Ask for forgiveness. Because you know the 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 confession loophole. Yeah, he's got to leave time for the Hail Marys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's perfect. And then Dan, oh, were you saying what what Dan would do? What I would do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be with Emily. Oh, with my wife. So Emily exists in the nineteen twenties too. My wife. Yeah, look at uh, I screenshotted uh, my my character sheet, the backstory. Go ahead and read it. Oh, backstory, personal description. Just a guy living in a dog eat dog world who happens to be wearing milk bone underwear. <laughs> All significant people, my newly wedded wife, Emily. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's beautiful. Irene Butcher, do you know what you go irene is um i'm sorry what was the question (laughs) if it was your last day on earth sorry (laughs) please uh ashley's feeling a little under the weather so please bear with her a little bit if it was irene's last day on earth what would she do i feel like it would be dancing of some sort i knew i had thought about the answer already yeah she'd go dancing all day long all night long she'd uh probably say bye to her parents and be very loving and her parents would be like you okay sweetie what's uh this is weird 
Um, and then she'd just be like, yeah, I just, just wanted to let you know I loved you and then continue to go dance the night away and until she drops dead from a heart attack on the dance floor or whatever it is. <laughs> oh. All right, Butcher. What about you? Well, um, Butcher is, is very much a... <clears throat> A man who works a lot and uh, doesn't really ask questions there. But uh, yeah, something that not a lot of people know is that he had a a long lost love uh, that had passed away early in age due to a a disease. Um, And she was cremated and he has her ashes. So he would probably um, stay true to the promise that he would go out west and spread her ashes. Um, But um, because he's so busy and concerns himself with kind of forgetting and filling that void, he hasn't gotten to do it yet. He's worked, you know, every day to keep the... The the, The lights on. Yeah, yeah, to keep the shop open, so... Uh-huh. Well, nice, nice. Perfect. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get back into it then. So the party, uh, I'll go ahead. If you want to switch to the map scene, Dalton, I'll move it to the library. And then, uh, yeah. So currently we have Leo kind of like investigating around. He hasn't really had much luck finding the restricted zone. In the main library, it's a large campus, so, like, it's not in the main library. It's probably, like, in some sort of storage somewhere on campus, possibly. But um, the rest of the party, except for for Butcher, are currently in the office of Dr. Henry Armitage, who is tied up, bleeding out of his nose, but is now conscious. Uh, So what is everyone doing? Well... (laughs) I said we just leave this mess and get out of here. And uh, let's go to that house. Yeah, I think we should skip town. Uh, yep. <clears throat> unless yeah. unless somebody has a way to like make him forget the last hour of his life that doesn't involve hitting him again. Uh, oh. We should probably get out of here. Shoot him. Leo uncocks the gun. Yeah. Nope. No good ideas there. Damn. Uh, I'm just saying, I mean, he said... Without hitting him, he technically would forget. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do or the thing that we could. I'm just saying we could shoot him. Not that I'm saying that we shouldn't. We yeah. should. Well, after this, I don't ever plan on coming back to this town. So mm, too much heat. Yeah. Maybe he'll just let it go if we just walk away. We could leave a threatening note. Nah. No, no written words. You could try. What okay, if? Okay, Anyone got like what a 20 out of or something? Mm. I got 20. Yeah. Well, why don't we just, why don't we just uh, leave him a little note and just say sorry with a 20? I don't know. Irene had an idea. Marvin, don't you have like a photography setup? Why don't you take a picture of me with him as like some blackmail? I love and it. And then we just won't. 
we'll release the picture if he tells anyone, and then his wife ain't gonna be happy. Oh God! So are you guys? So are first, you first talking about this in front of him. He's he's like barely conscious. <laughs> he ideal in the superior medium of audio, ma'am. The future is audio, not video and photo. You want to record me making some noises with him? No. Oh yeah. Let's just record it. You do the ha ah, ah, ha, and I'll be like, oh my goodness, the professor is having uh, untoward oh, relations. Get your hands off of her, you vile scum! Yeah. This is flawless plan. This is so flawless. beneath me that I'm. I just. I have to outright refuse. I don't do. I don't do smut. I do. I deal with with facts and higher truths. All right. Well, let's, I climb, let's, let's, let's just go I climb into Arbitage's lap. He walks in the door. Let's just, you know, leave. I climb into Armitage's lap and say, well, it's a fact that I'm in this man's lap. I, I, I just leave. I get out of here. I can't do I can't deal with any of that. I go with Martin. Does anybody want to try to persuade him? And try to convince him not to turn you into to the police. I will. I will. Okay. All right. <laughs> you um, go ahead and make a persuade roll. I feel like he's just going to pistol. I'm, I'm actually going to make an intimidation. Roll. Oh, OK. And I got to make sure I got to look up to see what that's opposed by. I think it's psychology, but I'll double check. <laughs> but you can go ahead and make your roll and I'll make I'll make his. Does he maybe get. I'm reaching. Does he maybe get advantage because he knows that he is unstable <laughs> enough to actually clock him again? <laughs> I don't uh, think there is advantage in this game per se. There's bonus there dice and penalty dice. Bonus, bonus dice and penalty dice. Yeah. yeah. I, may, I don't know. I don't know. Lord Keeper, do I get a bonus dice to my uh, to my intimidate? Because I just you have, to whip him. You have, you know what? I will. I will give you advantage because he he is half half of his health is gone, and now he's a bit afraid for his life. I will. Okay, so that. so Lord Keeper, how does how does the system of getting advantage dice work? Yeah, essentially. So, oh wait, if it's opposed to skill checks, I don't think. No, you do. You do get it. Sorry, I was trying to think of what what doesn't give you bonus and penalty dice. But yes, yeah, opposed skill checks can still get it. Basically, if there's circumstances that either benefit your action or or like hurt the other person's action, you can gain um, in in other terms advantage slash disadvantage. So normally, when you'd be rolling these two dice, you would add on another uh, like tens dice. And if it was bonus, you would choose the higher one or sorry, the lower one, because that'd be a better roll for you. And if it was a, 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 a penalty dice, you would choose the higher one because that's what would uh, hurt you <laughs> more. Um, and basically, like an easy way to think about this is that if you're if somebody's aiming a gun at Leo, but it's dark outside. So like Leo's trying to like duck behind cover and somebody's trying to aim their gun at him he might get disadvantaged uh the person like the 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 gangster trying to shoot leo might get like a penalty dice because it's dark and it's hard to see him whereas leo might get a a a um a bonus dice because it's it's easier for him to hide behind multiple barrels in kind of like the warehouse or something like that so in this case we're ruling that 
Uh, Leo's already clocked Dr. Henry Armitage once and took out half his health. So there is a, a fear instilled with him that he may die and he doesn't want to die. So uh, let me find out what opposes intimidate. Dalton, what was that? Oh, I'm, I was trying. So I'm trying to figure out how to uh, do the system where like you have you're rolling 2d10 as like the tens place. Yeah, let me see if this works. Oh, that works. No, that doesn't work. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. It can be opposed by psychology, so I'm going to see his psychology roll. Okay, wait, I think I got it. So you roll two of these. And then you roll one of these. Yeah. So that would be a 25, which passes. Is that a normal success or a hard success? That's a normal success. OK, well, that's good. He he got an 87 and he did not pass his 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 uh, his psychology role. So Excellent. he is thoroughly intimidated uh, and and tells you that he will under normal circumstances, as long as you promise him, like, please, please just just leave, leave. I'll, I'll I'll sort myself out and I won't tell a soul. Just just don't tell anybody about the book either. Tell no one of Dave from uh, Vermes Mysterious. All right, we're going to pretend we weren't here. And he pulls out like 20 bucks, which is a fair sum of money at this time. Yeah. Um, and he goes for the doctor bill. And then he walks away. All right. Is the whole party leaving then? Mm hmm. OK, cool. <laughs> so. What do you guys do now? Walk briskly to the car. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys are able to get in your car just fine. He's tied up. It's 19, like 23. So like, oh, it's not oh, like uh, he's tied up. I, 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 I untie him. You untie him. OK, cool. Yeah. He he, uh, he locks the door as you leave. Fair enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, but you guys, you guys are able to get in your car just fine. I mean, like any sort of like police work or investigating takes a considerable. I, I, I would imagine a, a longer time than it would be nowadays if you if for to report something and everything. So. But yeah, yeah top hats. <laughs> I mean, do, do they, they had telephones, but like, would they send like a telegram or something? I mean, yeah, he could he could place a call, but you guys worked out the deal. <laughs> Sweet. So I think we should head to the um, that place, that house, the farmhouse. Yeah. yeah. Did I finish reading the journal? Oh, yeah, that's right. I believe so. Yeah, because we covered. Remember, you lost some sanity, but you gained some some mythos from reading it. Right, right, right. Hey, that's right. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. Yes. You actually have Cthulhu Mythos now. Yeah. I think it was only 1%, but still, 1%. <laughs> um, so, you guys are... So, everybody's heading to the farmhouse now. Um, you guys know that you must pass through, like, a, a small village called Ross's Corners, a, a hamlet located a few miles west of Arkham. Um, and since Leo has a car, you're just going to drive straight there. 
Um, let's see here. So, at hey, Master, your... do I need to make a drive? Oh, do I need to make I... a, uh, a drive auto check? Yeah, go right ahead. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Is that is that a fail? That is a fail. OK, well. Here's here's actually yeah. your mic's up. Uh, so here's what happens. Um, so you push your roll. He could push his roll. Yeah, you could push. Oh, it. Yeah, this is a good time. Yeah. To do that. Don't we get like an accident or something? Well, here's uh, basically me and Justin. Now that he's pushing the roll, we have to agree on what the the successful and the and like what the success would be compared to what the uh punishment would be or punishment uh the <clears throat> negative consequences would be um, all right so, so i'm gunning it i'm like redlining out of town that's 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 what we'll say i'm doing like yeah pedal to the floor just gunning it so i'm gonna say if you succeed you're able to get there like same day actually like in the afternoon but if you fail you get pulled over by the cops because you're speeding Jeez. all right no! Oh, <laughs> uh, so so Got you're over. you're yeah you're heading out of town. The lights go on. Whoop, whoop. All right, everybody, be over? cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the light uh, lights go on. It's 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 yeah, I'll pull over. Let me do the talking, Leo. All right. So you guys pull over. It's 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 Leo, Irene, Dan, and Marvin all in this car together. Um, is Irene still riding shotgun currently? Okay, yes. cool. Uh, so if you guys look at your 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 screen, it's kind of like a dirt road like this. Like you're heading out of town. It's it's like maybe two or three p.m. right now because you guys got to the library and we're doing all the do Dr. Henry Armitage stuff in the morning, and the cops pull you over. And uh, they, you know, it's it's actually just one cop who like gets out of his car, kind of walks up, and he goes, puts he like leans on on the car. Uh, is your window already rolled down, uh, Leo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The window's down. So, where are you off to in such a hurry? Oh, well, excuse I, me, I'm sir. I'm escorting this young lady home. <laughs> Hi there. I, uh, my name's Irene. Unfortunately, my grandfather is on his deathbed and we are trying to get there before he passes. Oh my. It, what? Can I charm him? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so you're doing a charm. Uh, I'll just, I'll just let you do a charm. I won't make this an oppose. I'll just see how good your charm skill is. <laughs> nice. Well, that's like an extreme success. Uh, extreme success, you say? Okay. The officer like gets up really quickly and kind of like streams up and he goes, "Well, don't. I I'm so sorry. Uh, don't don't let me hold you up. Go. I I I'll tell my my boys that uh, to let you by." Thank you so much, sir. Really appreciate it. And I kind of give him like a little air kiss. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> he catches it in air, yeah. 
Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And he he let you go. That was it was an extreme success. You guys are fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that's a close one, boys. I got a Lewis gun in the truck and a stash of booze. <laughs> close. <laughs> All right. Perfect. You know, huh. uh, you guys are. are... <laughs> so so for those of you who don't know what a Lewis gun is in this, that's like a military grade machine gun. It, it can stand. It stands on a tripod. It's got a huge magazine drum magazine to go with it. It's it's. Like one of those guns from aliens. Oh my god. Know, around like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's the equivalent of what I have in my trunk, along with a super illegal Tommy gun and a stash of booze. Perfect. Uh All well contraband. You know, you guys were speeding and kind of like driving a little scary. The the cops obviously have let you off and he's gonna tell his, the other other policemen who are out out and about right now to kind of let you go. But you know. Um, I think somebody might be following in the distance. Uh, Christian, is, is Mr. Butcher Blevins kind of following the scene? Yeah, um, he is. Um, and now, trying to keep his distance, uh, to not make it obvious, but, um, following uh, along the, the, the bends and the turns, um, yeah. Butcher uh, is has has the same lead that they do. Uh, that's a vegetable and uh, has has noticed for some time. Um, obviously, getting stopped by the police and everything, um, a bit suspect, and wants wants to see why they are headed in the same direction. Yeah, I like to think the SEU reached out to you, Butcher, and was like, "Hey, you know, uh, uh, Marvin. Uh, sorry, not Marvin." Rupert Merriweather. Rupert, um, he used to be a part of the SEU, but he split off and did some some wacky stuff. So they maybe let you know that um, he was on his he was sending out some letters on his deathbed and uh, and was calling some people to him. And they wanted you to kind of follow and find out more about what's kind of going on. And maybe you've been kind of like scoping them out for a little bit. Uh, but um but uh, it, now they're acting more and more suspicious. So maybe you don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Would it be fair to say that, you know, the society is concerned that this may unravel into something that could devastate the entire town or worse? Oh, right? for so, sure. Yeah. So it definitely we're looking into it and, and trying to make sure that whoever is messing with this doesn't cause you know, a cataclysmic event. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, so following the distance, um I want uh let's see here. I'm going to have you do a um drive auto roll and I'm going to since you're trying to like follow them but like be like sneaky about it, I'm going to have you do a drive auto. I'm going to have uh whoever in the rest of the party has the the lowest spot hidden hidden I'm going to have you do a spot hidden roll to see if you spot Mr. Butcher Blevins car giving chase. Oh, God, the, the lowest. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know who that would be. 50. My spot hidden is 60. Mine's good. I don't Mine's think 50. Also good. Mine, 
Mine is 25. I have a base. I didn't put any points into Mine it. Mine is also a base 25. Okay, so Dan or Marvin, go ahead and give me a, a spot hidden roll. Who's feeling right there? Go for it, Dan. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Nope. So that's a fail. So how this works, in the event of a tie, how it works is that we go to uh, the skill value of each. So essentially, since both failed, and like in Call of Cthulhu, it's by successes, not higher numbers and stuff like that. Both fail. We go to, um, in the case of withdrawal, the side with the higher skill value wins. So Christian, what is Butcher's drive auto skill? Uh, let's see. It's just twenty percent. So, um, how's that work again? Because I didn't so, put anything into it. No, that's okay. So it's just at that base twenty percent. So you would have had to roll twenty percent or higher to get a success level. Yeah. Whereas Dan's uh, is at twenty five percent because it's also at its base. So technically, Dan has the higher skill value. So Dan spots Butcher. Uh, or spots a car seemingly trailing them into Ross's corners, into the town. So whether he wants to reveal that information or not is up to him. Yeah, so I, I say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I usually don't do this kind of thing, so I, you know, I might just be seeing stuff. This might be in my head, but that, this car's been kind of following us for a couple turns there, uh, there uh, Quinn. Huh. All right. Is it the men in black? Huh? Is he wearing a suit? Quinn is. No, the man following oh, us. Can you see in the car? I can't see that far. He's oh. wearing what Christian says he's wearing. <laughs> it might be hard to see what he's wearing right now from the car, so you might have to wait till he gets out. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't tell. I'm just uh, I'm staring at... Just staring at the car, you know. There's there's a car and it's there. Let, let me know if you yes. if wearing a suit. We had a run in with the cops. Maybe it's some uh, nosy detective. Let's see if we can't shake him in town. Uh, Jake, him, we're in a cornfield. <laughs> I, know, I know we're in a cornfield right now. We're gonna get to town and see if we can't like go through a couple <laughs> alleyways slowly and just lose him. Yeah, I thought we were going to like a farmhouse where there's like just fucking nothing around us oh wait so maybe i'm confused lord keeper where are we going are we going to like a small town or are we going to yeah yeah so basically like you didn't get directions to the farmhouse you just know that it's near ross's corner so you know what i would imagine that you guys are doing are driving to ross's corners and then probably have to get directions to the farmhouse from there so didn't we have a map wait i thought i had a map you do hold on i thought you gave me a map I didn't give you a map. You you have a map of the area, but I don't know that you had a map that pointed out where this specific property. Oh, was. yep. Okay. I thought I I thought I had a map. My bad. No, that's okay. So basically, yeah, uh, as you kind of drive in, uh, Ross's Corners is kind of like you said, out in the middle of nowhere. So it's just like farm property surrounding. Um, in fact, as you draw uh, driving in, it says like, welcome to Ross's Corners population. And it has like 40 <laughs> next to it. Um, no, we're not going to be able to lose him. 
basically as you drive in you notice it consists of a few tired buildings and homes there's uh like kind of like a roundabout like center of town uh there's a church a combination general store post office gas station milk depot and like that's it that's like all of the center of town from there it just kind of branches off i'm not sure how many people are familiar with kind of like like country property but basically it's like usually like a small town center and then you take roads out and then it's just like splits off and there's like large patches of land so is the post office still open yeah yeah it definitely is all right uh just to let you guys know uh how we're we'll probably role play this out Uh, well you guys do what you want but uh I would imagine that most of you might have to get supplies to the go to the farmhouse. I would imagine like Irene probably doesn't carry. I don't know what she's going to take to the farmhouse, but I would imagine she doesn't uh, carry with her like a handgun and like rope and like a. She backpack. does carry a handgun. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. She carries a handgun, but does she That's carry like she carries like rope and a shovel or whatever you need? Okay. No. So like, <laughs> if you want to pick up stuff, there's the general store here too. But um, well, you were saying you wanted to go to the post house, Leo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can drop people. I can, I can pull up in front of the, uh, the general store. I would like to go to the general store, please. All right, I'm going to drop you guys off. You, I'm going to drop you off at the uh, general store and then head over to the post office, see if we can't get the address. I figured they'll know best Yeah, know, with the letter carrying and such. Sure, yeah. So, so um, Leo's going to go to the post office, um, and we'll role-play that out. What is everybody else kind of doing? I want to buy a gun. A gun? Okay, yeah. all right. To the general store, Dan. <laughs> Uh, so everybody else is is going to the general store except Leo. Exactly. Um, so having followed them into town and seeing them split up, yeah. Um, Butcher is going to try and intercept uh, Leo while he's alone. Ooh, okay. Him up and try and get information from him. Ruffle him up? Yes. Try to rough up Leo. I'm <laughs> very excited about this. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. So, okay. So we'll pick up the general store scene here in just a second. Um, let's let's go ahead. I, I'm I'm changing it to a town scene. So um let's go ahead and kind of so like Leo, you're like starting to like walk up to the post office and um uh butcher are you trying to hide are you trying to sneak up on him or are you trying to just like casually like walk up how are you doing this yeah um i mean as far as i know he doesn't even if they saw my car right he i don't know necessarily that he even knows that i'm the one specifically trailing them right correct because they didn't see you through the windows yeah so well i don't know that but I'm just thinking, well, if they saw my car, most likely they couldn't see my face like with us driving and stuff. So my idea is just to kind of follow like I'm a normal citizen behind them and just grab them to the side and be like, what are you doing here? You know? Um, yeah. So. So, so I'm just falling behind. <clears throat> um, I'm going to say you're going to have to do uh, like a, a, a hidden roll. And Leo, why don't you do a spot hidden then? Nice. Alrighty. 
Is that would be no stealth? Sorry, the role is stealth for you. Um, uh, uh, it's by Hayden for me. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Any. All right, what's your success levels, guys? I failed. All right, Christian? Um, so mine is, so, sorry, just to make sure I understand this. Part, yeah, of course, go ahead. Mine is 20%. Okay. So 20% of 100 would be 20, so that would be the success, right? Correct, yeah. Um, under that. So uh-huh. I guess I, I would just be, um, this would be a failure, regular failure. Correct, yeah, because you would have to roll 20 or better. Or lower, I should say. So now we get hidden sixty. Sixty, and what's your what's your uh, what's your stealth, butcher? Uh, Which is twenty. It's twenty, right? Yeah, it's just twenty. Yeah, yeah. So that means Leo has the higher skill level. So that means he wins it because both you hit failure. (laughs) I'm not expected to that at all. I just thought this would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, this is good. This is perfect. So, yeah, Leo, like maybe you get up to like the post office store. You're about to grab the handle and you notice like somebody moving behind you and you like turn around and spot him. Because it is daylight, too. So. Yeah. I'm going to play it off like I didn't. OK. And I'm just going to walk into the post office. There, it, it, it like has like a little bell. Like, bling. Bing, bing. Yeah. And you see the guy, he's like, uh, the guy behind the counter, he's like looking down, he's like maybe like putting together like a letter or something, he goes, hi, welcome in, how can I, um, hi. Hey, hey buddy, I need a, I need an address from you, if you don't mind, please. Uh, I need, I need to, I need, maybe directions if you can point me in the right way, I'd be most grateful. Direction. If, uh, you know, you could direct me to the uh, location of. Ah, out of character. Wait, forget the name of the. It's uh, it's farm. just a farmhouse. So you could say like Rupert Merriweather's farmhouse or oh, something like that. Rupert yeah. Merriweather's farmhouse. Rupert Merriweather. Got a little turned around on these country roads. Ugh. He kind of like rolls his eyes at you and he goes. He crosses his arms and he looks at you and he goes, well, what if I don't feel like telling you the information? Oh, that's unfortunate. I'd be most willing to uh, compensate you for your time. And I pull out a $10 bill and I put it on the uh, and and $10 is like a fair amount of money because uh, I think like $50 is I mean, it's like it's like a a massive sum of money. So that's 10, 10 bucks is serious cash. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That's that's bribery. Would that be a charm thing? Yeah, think. I don't know how you want to do that. My credit rating is high. Um, yeah, you know what? Wade might be charm. I, I don't know. I'll that's I'll not... allow you to do charm or credit. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to roll my credit then. Okay, all right. That's way better. Yeah. Oh man. And 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 Christian Butcher can enter in at any time. You you just feel free. Not one roll the entire game. You, like a- you you try to put a 10 down but like um he looks at you he he might think that this is fake money like look at like, push it and oh, i'm gonna okay. put i'm gonna put down another i'm gonna put down another ten dollar bill 
Okay. If you fail this, he's gonna think that these are counterfeit. If you succeed, he'll 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 start helping you out. Yes. Okay. Thank goodness. All right. He like oh. he like looks down. He like looks up at you. Then you slap the other ten down, and he goes, and he grabs it, and he goes. All right. Yeah. If you're looking for the farmhouse, it's just take Boone Road. Uh, Boone Road runs just north of town, and then you turn left. Maybe about two miles. Yeah. The, you'll you'll see the it, it, the path it comes down to like an old lightning damaged tree that's how you know you're at the right farmhouse nobody's been there for years okay damaged boone road where's the i thought there was a section for making notes here um roll 20 so why is this happening yeah uh, what is a planning on surprising him when he comes out the door Okay. And, and trying to grab him. Yeah. Um, so, how am I able? Is is the doorway like? Is there? Um, does it come out a little bit so he could be tucked kind of back behind the doorway, or is it f just totally flush with the entire front of the the post office? Yeah, I like to think it's flush. But what you could do is like maybe like there's like a, a brick part and stuff. Like you know, it probably has open windows, but there's like a brick side of the building, and it and it's just like one singular building. So like the door is probably on like one of the sides, and you could kind of like hide around the corner and prepare from right there. Okay. So yeah, what we might do then is when we get to there, since you're you're trying you're trying to like grab him. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yep. Probably do a fighting brawl against uh, his dodge, uh, and you. I'll give you advantage because you're preparing and like hiding for it. All right. Mm, I. I mean, I know you he's like there. He, well, he no, does. You know, know. Does Never mind. Yes. That, so correct. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I absolutely so. know he's there. So then, yeah. So just never mind. You're right. We'll just keep it at that flat then. Okay. So. But yeah, the the post office uh, post office guy he 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 tells you that stuff. Awesome. Hey, there isn't a back way out, is there? Oh, uh, yeah, but I'm gonna need another ten if you want to do that. Okay. <laughs> he slapped another. Money is so useful in this game. So I'll just keep your same credit roll. You slap another 10, he takes it, and he shows you out the back door. But he he watches you. The the thing you notice, he watches you the entire time. He yeah, like that's fine. Right. Like, I leave not out playing. the back door all safe and sound, all legit. Yeah. 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 No problem. Okay. So, I, I leave. Normal. But do I see him in the distance? I don't. No, well, you're around the corner. You don't see shit. I don't. Well, where's so. the back door at? Okay. It's like behind the building, so we're gonna yeah, pick. I know up. you're there. I'm going out the back door. That's why I didn't. I played it off. I do crime for a living. So, so we're gonna pick back up here in a second. Let's go to the general store. <laughs> with with uh, is it Irene, uh, Marvin, and Dan who are at the uh, the general, the general store? Yeah. Okay. So let me put your tokens on the map. And yeah, okay, there you guys are. You're right outside the general store. I the the whole time after they got the car and like walking up, Marvin like looks 
very nervous. Like he's keep looking over his shoulder because he thinks he's being watched. He thinks he's being followed by the definitely real secret government organization that's trying to trying to shut down his broadcast. Perfect. That's beautiful. Um, but he he doesn't really need anything from the general store, so he's just kind of like along for the ride. Okay. Yeah, I wanna like I wanna to, grab uh... Go ahead, Ashley's. Sorry, Irene was gonna see if there was any sort of uh since booze isn't a thing, kerosene, lighter fluid, anything of that sort. Yeah. Flammable. So you kinda like pring ring open the door and you hear like a voice in the background like, Well ha! It's a pleasure to welcome you in. Welcome to Ma's General Stuff. Oh. Uh, y'all not from around here, huh? No, is that a problem? Uh, no, no, just have a look around. And she kind of go, like, goes back behind her desk and starts doing stuff. Like, she, like, came out front of her desk and started greeting you, noticed you, and then was like, yeah, it says that, and kind of goes back and starts doing something behind her desk. Do you, uh, do you have kerosene lighter fluid anything of that that sort we're yes, uh, it, we're gonna fix and have a barbecue uh out here okay all right that it's it's the the third third all on your left <laughs> two, uh, two and, I'd walk and i'd be like uh, i just want to say uh hi i'd like to inquire about purchasing a firearm good well, what oh, kind of gun are you looking for? Just like a handgun, maybe like um, like a forty-five or whatever the handgun chart says I can get reasonably with my with my credit rating. Are you able to control your token, by the way, Dan? Well, let me find my token. Okay, okay. Oh, there. <laughs> it should be at the the south end of the map. It's outside. <laughs> yeah. There we are. Okay, Ma goes. Well, well, sure. I'll, I'll, I can get you a handgun. That's a little suspicious to be buying a gun for a, uh, ma'am. You said barbecue. Yeah. Oh, that that person. I, I'm on my own together, but you don't know each other. I'm just trying to do a barbecue. <sighs> All right. I, I was just planning on teaching teaching my my boy how to how to shoot. You have a son? Your son's in, in the car then, I'm guessing? He's back home. We came came about five minutes down the road. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dan, do you want to give me... Um, deception isn't a, uh, isn't a skill check, right? So, oh, fa oh probably yeah. fast talk. Fast talk. Yeah, fast talk. Fast talk. <laughs> <laughs> my fast talk is 60 and i rolled a 40 she goes oh well it's never too young to uh start teaching your boy how to shoot and take care of him uh, take care of the family yeah yes yes ma'am i definitely agree family values and whatnot mm -mm. so she she starts getting a gun out and starts thinking she like all of a sudden like sprites up she gets all excited and she starts picking a gun out for you so you can go ahead uh actually you can add kerosene to to your inventory as well as dan you can add a firearm as well as like whatever like kind of general store items that you guys would need um bottles jars oh yeah for sure so you can like pour it into the bottles and such if you want uh, and uh what about fabric yeah they have all those items not together 
Cool. I would like to purchase those three things. Okay. And I would like to assemble some Molotov cocktails. It sounds good. Sounds like you're going to have to go. Store? <laughs> yeah, not in the store. No, outside the farmhouse when we get there. <laughs> I feel like we need a lamp or like a lantern. So I want a lantern. Yeah. You can have it. And all the prices for this stuff. Um, are on pages 396 through like 400 in the uh, um, <clears throat> in the uh, uh, keeper's handbook. Obviously, you don't. Really money, I'm totally going to keep track of that. Yeah, we. It, <laughs> well, that's the nice thing, actually. That's yeah. the nice thing about this. So, if you look at the credit rating and the way that this is supposed to work, um, you have like X amount of money that you can kind of generally spend in a given action without having to like dip into any sort of having to go to the bank or anything like that oh that's very cool. yeah yeah that's that's addressed in like the credit section um back in the uh, character creation portion in chapter like three or four or whatever it is oh perfect um sorry excuse me uh ma peters turns to you dan and goes well uh where are you boy where are you and your boy How, what brings you to Ross's Corners, I've never seen you around here. Oh, we're we're new in town. We're we're new in town, just checking out, move moved on up down the street. Uh we just we just acquired a property. Uh we're trying to we're trying to find it right now. It's uh I believe an old man named Rupert Merriweather used to live there. You buy Mr. Uh, Merriweather's old farmhouse? Well, it's a bit of it's a bit of a complicated situation, but I have acquired it now. Yes. Oh man, he's he's owned it for years and done nothing with it. Everybody in town has been wondering what's been uh, what would become of the old property. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you talk to anybody else, but most people find it uh, think that it's haunted. Haunted, you say? Oh boy. Well, I, I'd love if you told me more about that. I certainly don't want any danger for my boy. Well, I don't believe in any of that nonsense, but you know what what young schoolboys make up when they when somebody hasn't been to that old farmhouse in years. Anyone who's not a young schoolboy got any stories? I kind of I, I kind of love hearing haunted stories myself. Wow. I, I would love to get some inspiration uh, to, to spook my spook my young son when he's not being well behaved. Well, you might not need too much inspiration. Uh, if you talk to most of the locals, uh, we're all a little bit scared. Miss Miss uh, Maggie McFurter went out after dark not too long ago, and she disappeared. She hasn't been seen since. Oh my gosh, how long ago was that? A few days. She went out to check on her horses. Husband's scared. Don't know what happened to her. Oh my gosh. Has the... Uh... Has has the uh, the sheriff or anything like have have they found her or they've been looking or? Oh, Paul Peters, my husband. Yeah, he's he's oh, been, your husband. Okay. Yeah, he's been searching all over the place, but no leads to turn up yet. So, so you're Mrs. Peters, I take it. That's right, Ma Peters is what everybody calls me. Uh, well, Ma Peters, it's a pleasure to meet you. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get my boy before. But, you know, before it gets too late, and uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for me. Uh, thank you for the gracious welcome to this town, and uh, I hope to see you again soon. Of course. Do you do you know where you're going? Do you know where that old farmhouse is? Uh, I actually don't. If you uh, wouldn't mind pointing the way. Yeah, and she gives you the same directions that that uh, Leo got earlier, which is like basically taking Boone Road, like north out of town. Turn left uh, past. Uh, so uh, turn left down a path that goes about two miles. 
and then it comes out to an old lightning damaged tree that stands by the roadside, and that's how you know where the farmhouse is. So, cool. Yeah, but uh, be uh, careful with your boy out there, you know, uh, coyotes and such, and uh, sometimes we get a few bears. Oh, yeah, and I, I bought a forty-five revolver. Perfect. Okay, cool. Were you going to get anything else? Will you? If you are, you can just go ahead and get it. So. Lantern, that's right. Cool. And I'm just going to take some of, uh, of um, Ashley's kerosene. Ooh, perfect. All right. Cool. So, I'm just doing it. Thanks. Thanks. I'll give you, here's, here, here's a dollar, Ashley. Here's a dollar. Here's a dollar, Irene. You bought a revolver to go hunting? <laughs> that, that was just to show his boy how to shoot. Yeah, showing his boy how yeah, to shoot. Yeah, especially for smaller animals. Hunting with revolvers is, is not super uncommon. Huh. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, in total, it's probably been about, um, I don't know, a half an hour since you guys got into town. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if Leo was heading back to the car, but where everybody else is going. Um, Butcher, you, you, you are waiting around this corner for a while, and now yeah. a suspicious amount of time has passed, yeah. and you're, and, and, and you're a little bit curious. What, I mean, like, what do you yeah. want to do now? So I want to I want to look through the windows to see if I can see if uh, Leo's still uh, in the post office. You just see the the uh, the the post office uh, uh, man just like once again, just like licking letters and sealing them up all by himself. Uh, all right. In that case, um, Butcher is going to enter and yep. uh, and question. Uh, the, the postman uh about why that uh well uh why uh, leo came in yeah um, uh he, before he looks up he goes andy if you need another letter sent out to that girl oh uh hi can i help you yeah there was a man in here earlier uh he uh Kind of looked like he, uh, it's a long, what, what, what does he have his, on? Yeah, just, can you describe the video, what he wears and such? Uh, yeah, it's a, um, uh, Leo, Leo is wearing a, uh, a, uh, cashmere dress suit. Um, it's, uh, it's dark blue. He has a, uh, linen shirt on with a red silk tie and a uh it's all it's all uh it's all black and he's got a black hat okay perfect so you describe that to the post office guy and he looks you straight in the eye and he goes haven't seen a man like that in my entire life well that's odd because i saw him come in here well, what's the deal you know him i uh, didn't know why he came in here and I like flash him like this like identification that I'm a part of the SEU or whatever. <laughs> your your secret police identification? Christian, do you want to do a charm and intimidate or a luck roll? I'll let you choose. Uh <laughs> lucky. Uh, I guess we could do wait, where is luck on here? Looks up in your characteristics at the very top of your kid between magic points and sand. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to pick whichever's highest. Here, right? 
<laughs> yeah, honestly, I would go luck and just hope that this guy is also a member of the SC. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. Society for the Exploration of the Unexplained. OK, um, bring this up. All right, I failed. Oh, OK, because he he looks he looks at the ID and he looks at you and he goes, what in the world is that? <laughs> Have you not heard of the SEU? No. Is that like what is it? Is that some f fancy organization back back in back in town? I, I... Well, listen, bud, I don't want to scare you. There are things that are better left unknown by most people. But let me tell you, I've seen things that, man, I don't, I don't wish any man to be able to see in their lifetime. But it is important to your safety, the safety of everybody else in this town, that I know what that man was coming in here for. I feel that they're in... Well, some deep shit. And it's about to get deeper. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do you want to do do you want to try a charm roll or a persuade? You know, let's go. Let, let's go with persuasion here. Okay. I don't feel, I, I don't feel like I'm very charming because I'm, I'm kind of a hideous big old man. <laughs> um, even though my persuades were persuades worse <laughs> yeah. it's okay i get a good a good good roll here no oh. i failed. I failed. Oh, you failed. that was a 23 too that was close uh, I don't have it's only 10 percent <laughs> what was your charm i'm not built for this <laughs> um yeah so basically he looks at you back again he goes um, you're starting to scare the customers. There's no one else in the store. Uh, you can you can you please leave? <laughs> he walks out, <laughs> slams the door. So, yeah, so clearly <laughs> Butcher's trying to catch up with the party and just not having a good time. Uh, but like, how did you guys park near each other? It's it's a small town. Like, uh, butcher, where did you park your car and everything? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, so I parked it around the block. I didn't want to park it in line of sight uh, yeah. because of you know not being much traffic. They probably saw my car coming in, so yeah, trying to hide away a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, so coming out, I mean, I'm at this point, I I generally saw where that they were splitting up, but I was yeah. focused on Leo. So I don't know exactly where the other three went. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just kind of looking around at this point. <laughs> OK, it's very easy because it's a very open plaza. So you can see the general store and probably their car just by walking out. But um, uh, yeah. Leo, you've exited the back of the store. Um, the whole party, you're you you've exited probably the the general store. Um, uh, what what is everybody doing at this point in time? I would imagine it's, it's like Butcher can probably see like you guys leaving the general store. But however, you guys kind of want to play this out. I'm waiting. I imagine yeah, I'm by the trunk of the car. I'm kind of talking to Marvin Martin. 
um and i'm like hey hey martin you ever uh you ever make molotov cocktails before no i don't drink well played never mind (laughs) and i just start trying to make them myself in the parking lot of the general store (laughs) is leo back yet is leo yeah is leo back yet? yeah leo's leo's back leo do you do you know how to make a molotov cocktail buddy yeah step one is don't do it in public oh okay let me just put this in your trunk then yeah all right everything in the trunk look we gotta go we got company yeah, we. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know who this is. Bring everybody into the car. I, I, Irene, where are you getting? Where are you getting this idea of a Molotov cocktail from? I'm curious. Like, was it like from a book you read? Like, you're just a, you're just a dandy. You don't. Where are you getting anarchist terrorist strategies from? It's a great question. I, I imagine I saw it on. Uh... No, there wasn't TV yet. Magazine? Uh, saw it in a magazine. I saw it in a magazine for people describing how they fought in World War One. <laughs> it was the World War One interview. That's what it was. Pretty, pretty sure Molotov cocktails didn't become popularized until World War II and the Battle of Stalingrad, but that's neither here nor there. Realistically, it's because they used Molotov cocktails in Stranger Things season four, which I just finished last night. So how did Irene do it? I don't know. Totally canon. Irene just knows. Irene was gifted the, the, the Cthulhu mythos. It's the it's the Cthulhu mythos. And part of the mythos is Molotov cocktails. It's like the little bit that leaked through. Yeah, I like to. I, I'm just glad that she know knows that she can't buy alcohol in like a general store, so she bought kerosene for it. So, I mean, you know, it's it's 19 whatever. Irene's a smart enough girl that to figure out that if she lights alcohol or kerosene on fire and throws it at something, it's gonna do some damage. You know, she's a smart girl. Let's just say she invented it herself. There we go. She she is the inventor of Molotov cocktails. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, she's running. Yeah, this yeah, this was 1939. You're right. It was World War II. Oh no. Ultimate That's okay. history a little you, bit. You, right? Look, you you know, kerosene lights on fire, you light the thing on, the fire spreads when the glass breaks. What? You you yeah, you, you. I didn't you, think it was that wild of an idea that it wouldn't exist in the twenties, but apparently, so people didn't do that. So everybody, so Leo gets back to the car, kind of rushing everybody to get in. Butcher, you see them kind of starting to get into the car. What do you do? I'm gonna attempt, um, seeing that they're. Uh, they're you know about to pull away yeah. i'm going to attempt to just run back to to my car uh, yeah. to butcher's car um and tail them and, again and, 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 and try and yeah not lose them okay cool yeah you guys uh you guys are 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 tailing each other let's do it 
uh let's see here i'm gonna look up some some <laughs> i don't I know bump them off the road <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to uh chase I'm gonna see. <laughs> chase rules okay so Oh, this is decide whether fleeing uh, characters slash vehicles are heading in the same direction or splitting up. If splitting up, decide which car pursuers are chasing which, car uh, which characters slash vehicles. Let's see multiple groups. Uh, let's see. All participants make a skill roll. Con if on foot or drive auto for vehicles. If passed, movement remains unchanged. If extreme success, movement plus one. If failed, movement minus one. All right. So I think I just have to set up how how far away i think you guys are from each other and then we kind of keep track of like how close everybody is uh with with it uh yes that's how we do it okay cool so um let's go ahead i'm gonna say butcher is probably two movement away from you guys like you guys start peeling out he runs to his car gets in and starts chasing you guys so he's about two movement away so I'm going to say that if um, I think how the rules work is that if you guys let's see, seems to be greater. Right, so vehicle vehicle movement charts are on page uh, 416. It kind of depends what kind of car Butcher is driving. Mm, OK. Well, you know, how about this? Let's take a quick break while we consult the rules and we'll come back and kind of pursue this car chase scene. Sound good, everyone? That seems right. Okay, cool. cool. We'll be right back with this uh, exciting car chase scene here in just a little bit. Welcome back, everyone, to the ABCs of RPGs, where we teach you the basics of tabletop role-playing games. Uh, we are playing Call of Cthulhu. I'm what's known as the Keeper of Arcane Lore, Spencer, and I'm joined by my investigators, Dalton. Hi, I'm Dalton. As my nameplate suggests, I'm playing uh, M. Marvin Martin, the radio engineer. And then we have Dan. What's up, everyone? I'm Dan. I'm playing as myself. Um, I write ad copy, and I'm doing the same in this. And also, you are not the Arcane Warkeeper. Uh, if you remember from Session Zero, your name is Babe. I was waiting for that to come back. <laughs> So we will be referring to you as Babe. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, Babe. We have Justin. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin. I'm playing Leo Quinn, the gangster. Ashley. Hey, my name's Ashley. Pronouns are she, her. Playing Irene Whitmore. Pronouns also she, her. A flapper girl from the 1920s who lives off of her parents' money. And Christian. My name's Christian, and I'm playing Butcher Blevins. <laughs> and where we last let, uh, let off is that uh, Butcher is trying to join up with the party because he was sent from the Society of the Explanation of the Unexplained to like go and track down these, these buffoons who seem to be getting themselves into something way over their heads. Um, and uh, But Leo caught wise to his antics and uh, has decided to drive away from him to the farmhouse. Uh, butcher in hot pursuit. So we are actually, during the break, the reason why it took a little bit longer is because we were uh, brushing up on the chase rules. 
So uh, on the map in Dalton, if you scroll down below the roll road, I actually have <laughs> a little setup for our very crudely set up um, kind of um, the uh, the the map of what we're doing. Um, basically, in Call of Cthulhu, you kind of set up a, a chase scene. And depending on successes uh, or extreme successes or fails, you kind of like get closer and closer to a location uh, or further away from your pursuer. Uh, and so that's essentially what we're going to be doing. Uh, we've looked up stats. Uh, Leo is is driving a deluxe car, whereas a uh, butcher is it the pickup truck or is it the, the standard car? Uh, pickup truck. Pickup truck. All right. Butcher is in a pickup truck chasing them down. Um, Real talk. Does Butcher have like an animal carcass in the pickup truck bed of the pickup truck since he's a butcher? Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely not clean. <laughs> so I am adding you guys in so uh, to the turn order and everything. And Justin, feel free to stop me at any point in time. But this is how I was I was kind of uh, so, uh, putting it together. So essentially, the first thing you got to determine is just kind of like the amount of distance between the two people. Um, if there's any obstacles in the way, which it's a country road, I'm saying, no, there's no obstacles. It's it's supposed to be clear. Uh, because they're roads, even though they are in the country. And I was going to say that Leo, because he started taking off before Butcher could get back to his car, probably about two movement ahead of where Butcher is at. Um, and how order is determined in Call of Cthulhu is by Dex. So, um, well, I, let me double check. It's not by your drive auto skill in... in um, in cars, right? It's just based on decks. If I if I get this correctly, it, uh, your drive auto skill is related to any hazards that may pop up. Okay, uh, you know, so like the <clears throat> realistically speaking, the the lore keeper could have you know like a deer pop out of nowhere along the road, and we'd have to dodge that. Yeah, um, or or. Uh, or or plow through it depending upon uh what you want to do um there's also rules for if you're driving kind of recklessly like if you are going full throttle you know pedal to the floor and um you know so there's penalties to your spot hidden which may affect getting out of the way of stuff um i'm not sure if we're going to get that in depth in this chase but um uh, the the lore keeper does have a lot of options at their disposal to really kind of um add a lot of spice to the chase and that's chase. what's yeah that's what's really cool about call of cthulhu is that like as you kind of dive more and more there's a lot of rules to a lot of different like situations especially mm -hmm. reflecting real life this is just the chase rules we're using uh cars for this but um you there's on foot chase rules as well which is pretty cool so uh justin and and christian can you tell me your character's dex values so we can determine who goes first yeah, my character's dex value is 70. 70. Cool. Mine's 50. So. And 50. Perfect. Okay. So that means Leo is going first. And how we're determining this, as stated by the, the rules for chase rules on page uh, 414 of the Keeper Handbook, if you pass your skill roll, your movement is unchanged. If you get an extreme success, your movement is plus one, and if you fail, it's a minus one. So, 
let's go ahead and uh, start <laughs> start it out. So, Leo, can you give me a drive auto roll? Yes. Uh, boop, boop, boop. Sorry, there it is. There's where I need to roll. Oop, that's not going to do it because I need to format the commander up properly. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Ooh, that is an extreme success. So with that, you move one movement forward closer to the farmhouse that's over here on the right side. So awesome. you may have failed a lot of the other rolls, but you nailed that one. So. Sweet. Uh, so it's actually succeeding this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, to everybody else, make sure you're marking down if you succeeded at any skill rolls today that you're checking those boxes to make sure we can do um, at the end of the session uh, if you increase those skills checks or not. So, uh, Christian, go ahead and make your drive auto roll. Okay, that's a that's definitely a fail. Uh oh, so we'll put you one thing behind. I'll go ahead and draw that out while we go back to uh what's today? Your clutch got stuck. So he had a sticky clutch. You're mad at everything. It's he falls okay. further behind, he doesn't just stay in place. Yeah, so that's the thing. If you fail, it does it's it's minus one to movement. So oh, losing. Are there rules for like at what point, like how far behind? does butcher get that like he just can't catch up like he doesn't know where we're going yeah just loses it says uh let's see here i'll look that up let's keep doing the rolls um i think it's two locations behind he already is yeah i know (laughs) well i mean there's like one road that we're on If if we get to that tree, we might be able to lose him. But you know, my car's loud, so maybe not. Um, role play wise, this is a, a Studebaker um, pick six, so this is this is a massive engine, uh, and a fairly large car. Oh, the big six Studebaker Speedster. How how like rough are you driving, Leo? Are you like whipping around corners? Oh, normal, actually. Normal. Yeah. You know, I'm just I I'm not I'm not gunning it just yet because we don't need to. The, the the car is pretty fast on its own. Okay. Um there are rules though, um, for for gunning it. Um there you can like you can you can go kind of like plus one gunning it or like full gunning it, you know. Um, in which case there's um, you either suffer for one or two penalty dice, depending upon how how like close to redlining it you want to go. Mm. <clears throat> so uh, but right now, right now we're not we're not doing any I don't I'm not suffering any penalty dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see any specific guidelines for like whether somebody wins or or like you know escapes or or leaves so what i'm going to determine because it's a small town uh i'm just going to say that you guys depending on how quickly you get to the farmhouse compared to butcher um 
then uh, it will it, just be like a little bit before he catches up to you guys. Because he is yep. he is a, okay. he's I have a player character, too. So essentially, we'll yeah, just yeah, have yeah. it. Will, it just depending on how quickly you guys get there, we'll determine whether or not when Butcher gets there as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, Justin, did you go ahead and roll your drive auto? Roll it again. Yeah. I believe that's another success for me. All Double right. Check in that. Yep. That is another success. All right. That's just the, a regular success this time, though. Yeah. Movement is unchanged. So. All right. Let's go to Butcher. That's another fail. That's another fail. <laughs> All right. At this point in time, we might just say, like, uh... am I there? To be fair, like every check I've done today, I've not spent it to. <laughs> so it's expected. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just good. Yeah. So, uh, Leo, you can go ahead and, and do one last check. But Butcher Butcher's like way behind at this point in time. Oh, and that's a uh, <clears throat> I got less than half. So that's a great Art success. success. Hard success. Which the rules doesn't have anything for a hard success. So um I'm just gonna say at this point in time, you're you're so far ahead that like it's gonna take Butcher a little bit to get there. So cool. Are we at the farmhouse now? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and transition to the farmhouse. Sweet. I'm gonna All bust right. out of the I'm I'm gonna bust out of the farm. Um I'm gonna um pop out, you know, hit the e-brake, put it in, uh, you know, put it come to a screeching stop, put it in park, hit the e-brake, and I'm headed to the truck. Just get the strap. <laughs> yeah, and I pop out the Lewis gun out of the trunk. Um, I toss the, uh, I toss the Tommy gun. I toss the, uh, the, uh, um, oh yeah, because it's still in the, uh, I toss the, uh, <clears throat> Uh, guitar case over to um, Dan. Like, hey, big boy, I got something for you. Open it up. It's a surprise, eh? I open it and I see that it's a gun and I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not so good with these. Uh, I, I actually picked a little something up at the general store. I show him the 45. I'm like, I'm a little bit better with this. And then, and then I also say, and I'm also pretty good with this. Like my fist, you know. All right. I'll give him the pow pow, you know. All right. Well, it's it's that's open too, but I got the Lewis gun out. And uh, yeah. Okay. That's that's getting that's getting set up on the ground, ready to go. Tripod out, clip in. So you guys are just waiting for him. You're not going to do anything at the house. You're just waiting for Butcher to catch up so you can kind of take a... Uh, if he's still coming, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I'll go ahead and put you guys on the map. Can you guys... Oh, did I move you to the farmhouse? Yes, mm -hmm. I did. So if you're on this map, should be at the bottom. Perfect. So I got you behind the door. Let's go ahead and get the truck Damn, right there. 
nice little oh wait he's coming from there that side oh yeah then he'd be over here let me give do, do you have you, have, like, you should have control of the car justin if you want to reposition it at all and christian i am giving oh, yeah, you cool. control of this truck so uh however you kind of want to um roll up with this just just go ahead and uh do your thing Christian doesn't appear to be with me. For these woods right here, Spencer. She's going to be back in like a minute. Christian. Okay. How, how thick are these woods? Am I able to see through these? Um, I would say it's, it's pretty heavily forested. Uh, you can see through it a little bit, but like it's mostly going to be cover for you. Yeah, no, you had me. You had me at a hard nat, heavily forested. Uh, I'm just gonna chill, by, like behind the hood of the car, I guess, and just use that as cover. Okay, cool. So, you guys roll up, Christian. You should have control of the truck. Are you just gonna like drive it up, or how? How's this gonna kind of play out? Uh, so, um. As Butcher comes up here, at what point can I can I spot them? Uh, what can I see at this point here? How far away are we here? Uh, this is probably about like thirty, but uh, no, forty feet maybe. We'll say that. Okay. Um. <clears throat> As I as I approach just a little bit up or up further here, um, seeing that their car is is parked the way that it is, um, Butcher's gonna you know rev or you know press on the accelerator and uh, and hit the the e brake to to take a sharp uh, like ninety degree angle turn. Ooh, I see him doing that, and I let a shot. I let a, a volley go at his car. Oh shoot! Okay, uh, are you intending to attack, or are you just like? Just oh like no! Yeah, he's 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 clearly trying to ram my car. This is a hostile entity. All right, can you go over the 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 rules for your for your gun? <laughs> yeah. So um, this is uh, it's uh, it's. I'm just gonna do a burst fire because um, if you go full auto, you end up uh, getting some penalty dice uh attached to it um but uh so this should be oh and i will get a bonus die because i have been aiming for one round yep um and i will be doing the first attack roll um i believe he should be in kind of a normal range for my uh for my for my uh so he's he's within 110 yards right yeah okay cool so no penalty die for that um no bonus die because uh when you when you do full auto uh it's actually kind of cool so if you just if the person's right in front of you or the entity that you're trying to hit is right in front of you and you go full auto the whole clip just goes into them and you get all sorts of extra bonus die um my ready firearm shoot at dex plus fifty. Um, I just oh. hope you don't kill Christian. I yeah. yeah, well, Christian has made the choices that he's made. 
I will. I'm just gonna be like, hey, Leo, do we have to shoot him? Can we just he's see gonna, what he he's, wants? He's trying to ram the car. We don't know that he's gonna ram the car. He's been following us. This is how it goes, toots. Why don't I let it, I let the volley fly. And so I guess there's like no way unless I get a uh, a 100 that I I'll miss because my shoot is at dex plus 50 um which would be 120 so and even if even if it wasn't I still would have gotten a regular success so regular success is what you got? Yes. Yep. Yep. Just a, I believe a regular success. I mean, because like the way that it is, it's like dex plus 50 and it kind of like. That's that's above 100. That value would be above 100. OK. Uh, uh, so let's see here. I'm not so sure. reduce. I think he's got an armor of two, so uh, that'll reduce the damage a little bit um because it's just getting shot into his car yeah so i was trying to figure that out do cars have their own health pool because it says like build and then it uh, which is i'm guessing just the car size but then it has armor so does that go through is so the two blocks two of the damage and the rest goes through is that how that works but the car doesn't take damage like he takes damage yeah oh yeah that's a good question i'm not sure if it's the the one is a penalty die hold on i'm looking at armor right now sure um says armor for people the armor rating is for the passengers and driver reflecting the number of points of armor the vehicle provides against external attacks so i'm guessing whatever damage you do it does go through the car it doesn't actually attack the car itself but since he's in a pickup truck it provides it blocks two of the damage or whatever damage you're doing um, but I think it's still normal combat rules, and I think uh, Christian can still uh, do. Let's just go ahead and put everybody back in an <laughs> in initiative order, <laughs> which we still have you two on there. But let's get everybody else on there too. So uh, let's add Marvin, Irene, Dan, and then can you guys tell me your decks? Like, let's start with Marvin. Seventy. 70. Okay, Irene. My dex also 70. Okay. And then Dan. And then Dan. 40. Okay. All right. So I think when it comes to dex ties. Actually, it's 80. Sorry. Okay. And FYI, Spencer, Leo and Butcher are not in the current turn order. I think they're no, I think their old tokens might not be. And since I'm not on that map, they're not in in mine. You have to add their the current token on the current screen. I I I did. Can you exit that out and open it back up? Leo's is on there, but not mine. Leo's is? Oh, oops. Yeah. So this is only the Lewis gun only has full auto capability. So I actually have to roll um, a couple more D100s just to make sure that I still hit. Um, 
I get, oh, uh, so I get a bonus die for aiming for the one round, but normally I would get two penalty die for the full auto. Um, so I just get one penalty die. Oh, that's actually a miss. Thank God. Oh, wait, no. But because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's my dex plus 50, that actually still hits. Okay, everybody's in the turn order now, Spencer. Okay. Perfect. And Butcher and Christian Butcher had a 50 dex? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, okay. So, uh, keep all the stuff you were doing. Justin, but mm -hmm. before you attack, so Irene is actually first in the turn order. So Irene, were you going to try to make that plea to Leo to try to get him to stop like you were doing earlier? Yes, absolutely. I don't know if that's something I roll for or what. Yeah, charm me. Charm you? I will charm you. <laughs> and then a post skill roll. How are you going to oppose it, oppose it, Justin? Are you going to use... With psychology? Is that what I'd normally Psychology use? or charm? Whatever. Psychology. Okay. Mine is a normal success. You're probably going to do it. Oh, yep. Oh, you do it. That's a fumble. That's a fumble, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, okay. What Irene's going to do is she's going to be like, Leo, we don't know who this man is. You need to save your bullets for whatever's in that goddamn house. Maybe he can even help us fight that monstrosity. We need to focus here on the goal for Grandpa Merriweather. Ah, uh, fine. Damn it. So, I can't so. Say no to you, apparently, ever. Ever. So, Christian, I'd like to imagine Butcher rolls up on this scene, sees, like, Leo pointing his gun at you, and then, like, Irene yelling at him, and then he, like, puts his gun down, like, all angry. So. Yeah, that's that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. So as, as long as there's no combat, I can get rid of turn order now. All right. Yeah. Well, no, I'm charmed. Well, I mean, we have to keep going, going through. OK, I, I, I don't know. It, at the, so a question here. Um, so we are in initiative or, or combat order. Right. And then but there's still like people to go through there. Do we need to go through the rest of the people and make sure nobody else wants to do combat or sure, we can do that. So Irene, Leo, Marvin. Uh, Marvin sees, his, saw like Leo, like pull out the gun and stuff and like getting ready to go. And he like just starts like cowering. Like he finds like a shrub to hide behind and like <laughs> covers like his head and like is, is like almost not like in a fetal position, but like cowering and hiding Tornado behind tree. a bush. Okay. Got it. All right. Now it's Butcher's turn before Dan. Yeah. So I like to think like, as this is playing out, like coming up here, like as soon as I see it, like they're aiming down sights, that's when I or when Butcher puts on the e-brake to like turn the car for cover to then hop out, right? To have it for cover in between them. Yeah. Um 
So I guess at that point, I would just be like hopping out and just like taking cover behind the car, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. So you take cover kind of behind the car, kind of look out. Are you going to say anything or? Yeah, Okay. so I'm trying to think. Um, And you have time, so. How, so how much time do you have to uh is this so uh, combat is it unlike other forms it's not really restricted to a certain amount of time you can kind of think of it okay. of like anywhere between like 10 seconds to like a couple minutes at some points so okay. like a lot of this could be happening all at once like everything leo was doing could have happened everything irene said to him and like yelled at him and they had their back and forth type deal that happened so you can pull on the e-brake pull over get out of your car kind of huddle behind and then kind of like say something i'd be like yeah yeah so butcher hops out and he's like he just yells over to them wait wait i'm not your enemy here there are things that you are meddling with that you you might not understand this could be death for us all i'm here to help and and then that'll that'll be it perfect all right dan you just see everything that just happened go down so irene talked down leo marvin's cowering behind a shrub butcher gets out and starts yelling about how he's here to help All right, I'm going in the house. Dan, you're just running in the Yeah, I mean, why not? Let's let's open the door. Let's go. You know, I mean, it's not like there's a giant fucking monster in there, okay? If it was in there, if it was just chilling, sleeping, whatever, like, it would have woken up. It would have, like, oh, wait, they did say that lady at the general store told me that someone went missing. Oh, God, there actually might be something in there. Uh, okay. I I want to look around the premises. Just for weird things. <laughs> okay, cool. So, <laughs> now that a full round of combat has gone over, it seems like everything's dispelled, uh, and we're going to exit combat, if that's okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, cool. So yeah, how's how's so Dan, you're gonna start searching around. You can go ahead and start moving yourself around whatever you wanna investigate. Yeah, I wanna see what this thing is. Yeah, absolutely. What is this thing? That is a privy. Let me let me read the little description for you. Let's see here. Yeah. So the privy. Yeah, it's just um it's just a collapsed privy. Uh there's uh so you kind of follow like if you look, there's like a trail that leads right there. Um it's still standing and intact among the trees. Uh let's see. You might want to describe what a privy is. Oh, yeah. That's not something that everybody knows. It's just like a bathroom, right? It's an outhouse, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's just a toilet located in a small shed outside of a house or other building, an outhouse. Yeah. So it's, it's probably just like, uh, like a, like a wooden standing. If you open it up, there's just kind of like a little like seat, like 
uh, if you remember from the classic movie Shrek, it's what it's what Shrek emerged out out of at the beginning of the movie while while playing. Uh, yeah, I open it and there's like no dead bodies or anything in there. You open it and no, it 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 kind of stinks. Cool. I close the door and that that question is answered. Yeah. All uh, right. Yes. Is this like is this like broken wood or something up here? Yeah, that's uh, we'll get to that here in a second. What's what's going on with the standoff over uh, over near the dead tree? All right. Um, Leo's breaking down the gun, the Lewis gun from the tripod setting. Uh, well, before he does that, he he just kind of steps off it, goes over to the um, case, the the the, <clears throat> the the Tommy gun case, pops it open, takes the Tommy gun, pops in one of the magazines that he has, uh, takes the other four, puts them into his because they're the long straight ones, they're the smaller ones, not the full drums. Um, pops two and one of his overcoat pockets pops two in the other overcoat pocket slings the, the gun on the strap around his shoulder, puts the, puts his revolver or his, uh, his, his 45 in his breast coat po- in his, uh, in his, you know, holster underneath his jacket, puts one of the magazines that he has, puts a spare magazine in, uh, in his other jacket pocket and then picks the Tommy gun, uh, picks the Lewis gun. He's got, he's got, you know, there's pockets on the inside and then there's pockets on the, um, the, the coat pockets. So there's overcoat and those go there and he's a gangster. He he carries magazines of of ammo all the time. Oh man. Just load it up. He's yeah. Well now we're in like a thing. They're talking about like strange stuff popping out. There's Satan. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure lead can fight Satan. Um, look, I'm not a smart man. Oh man. Uh, and then, and then he picks up the Lewis gun. He has the one, the one, you know, the big drum attached to that and he's ready to go. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so following, following Dan, he sees Dan following Dan goes, all right, here we go. Doesn't even, doesn't even talk to butcher. (laughs) No. All right, cool. Hey, man's on the same page. He said he can help. Why do we need to talk? He, he, everything's yeah, good. I don't. Everything's fine. He's not going to shoot me. That's fine. All right, Irene, are you going and talking to Butcher or? Yes, Irene emerges from behind the car with like her kind of her hands up, like she is not a threat. She's like, "Hey, the name's Irene. You probably wouldn't believe me if I told you why we're here." How can I help you, sir? Butcher comes out with his hands up as well, a little, a little shaken um, about, <laughs> uh, yeah, about the whole ordeal about getting lit up with a drum full of lead. Um, <clears throat> you know, oh, I, I think I might understand why you're here. I, yeah, I think you, you are you the one that talked him down that hot head. Hey, I am. I am. <laughs> I, I want to thank you for saving my life. We don't need more blood in our hands. <laughs> no well, that's, problem. 
That's exactly why I'm here. There are things that that you may, you know, a lot of people are not aware of. We go in there. We we're messing with a whole other world of shit. So maybe you will believe why I'm here. My uh my grandpa just died and he left the house to us and uh apparently there's some supernatural uh pest in there. Do you know what kind of pest? Uh he did not elaborate. Didn't didn't Dan find that out? Dan, it's like a thing with, with Mars. Gibbering Mars. A gin. Genie. Oh, gin. Uh, yeah, they summoned some sort of gin. That's right. Good mem- good memory there, Liam. Yes. Hey. Uh, yeah, there was some, some mention of the gin in the, the, the journal. Let me see if I can find it in the journal. Uh, while he's looking what it up, Marvin, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you still cowering behind a bush or? Uh, yeah, like it. Uh, 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 as you guys are doing all this, like a few minutes pass and he's Marvin's like huddled over for for a while, quite a bit longer than like. After like things have been diffused and like he finally like looks up and he hears you guys talking um, and he like like one eye like peeks open and he looks over and like sees that guns aren't drawn and like people aren't about to like murder each other. And like lets out like a big sigh. It's like, oh, thank goodness. Um, and then like white like dusts himself off and comes over and he's like, Are you 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 said you're here to help us help us investigate the alien threat? He, co- he walks over to Butcher. Um I walk over to Butcher. Uh sorry, sorry to cut you off, Marvin. I found the, the journal page. It says it was a gin with a thousand maws. I just like hold the put the journal like right in, in butcher's face yeah marvin grabs the journal and he's like see see right here i think this is code when he says a thousand maws i think that's code for a thousand light years away and he goes off on like how like what galaxy is like that far away and like how this relates to where he thinks the aliens are coming from and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, could, it could be it could be it did say something about a jinn, though, so that's why, you know, that's why I said, I'm thinking this might be some alien wizard magic, okay? To be honest, there's still a lot more we, we don't know. The, now, these portals could, could lead to, technically, other dimensions and universes, but... But with Let's this, just shoot the thing. I mean, can I? So, <clears throat> yeah, I have. Um, oh, what is it? What is the skill? I'm sorry. Uh, I have a cult. Um, could I do like a based on what is shown to me? Um, yeah. Can I? Can I do like an occult check or something like that to see if I know more about that? Yeah. From yeah. Yeah, absolutely. From 
While you're making that roll, uh, Dan, by the way, this is just a collapsed lean-to. Like, it just carried, like, you know, like, wood and stuff like that, so it's just kind of spread out. He knows that this this is, like, a barn back here, and it's pretty destroyed, so. Oops. Nope. Well, I kind of want to go to the front of the shit. barn. Oh, uh, shit. Do you want to push it, Christian? You could push the roll. Um, you might be able to to figure out like more about this, or it just might come to you later. Yeah. Mm. You know this looks familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. I think I've come across this this within the SEU uh, tomes and uh, literature. I'm going to have to get back to this. But, you know, what's your name? He looks over at Marvin. 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 My name is Marvin. Marvin, you know, keep going with your gut. Maybe you'll figure it out someday. Yeah. I mean, it's been working out so far. I'm <laughs> getting closer every day. To the truth, you know? You know what they say, the truth is out there. Yeah, it's out there, and I'm going to find it. Dan, you said you're going to search the bar? Yeah. Okay, just letting you know, it is, it is like, destroyed. Like, a lot of it's, like, it, it might be kind of hazardous to walk through, but you can do it. You can still search the barn. Just, like, peeking in, like, there's beams that are, like, falling in and, like, scrapes of metal across the ground, so... You can still do it. I'm not going to be like obviously unsafe about it, but like I, I want to like kind of like look, you know, just look, you know, what, what's like what, what's uh, is there anything crazy with the, you know, do I notice, you know, anything? Um, let's anything hidden. If you're just looking in, it's kind of hard to see. Like it just looks like a collapsed barn. If if you want to like get a closer look, you'd have to go and traverse through it. And so, wait up. All right, I wait up. Don't, don't be, don't be going in where Satan is on a without, without, without the steel. I might have to open up some. Huh? I got, I got some steel in my own. Hey, I'm not gonna let you walk in there without me, though. Yeah, got you. All right, all right, I got my, I got my backup. Okay, thanks, thanks. Right. Cock the Lewis gun. It's off. I'm ready to go. And so we traverse. Both of you are going through the barn. Uh, I'm gonna stay kind of like toward the back and like make sure that like, as he's looking around, I'm, I'm making sure that there's nothing creeping around in the shadows or anything like that. Okay, if you're both traversing the barn, you're going to have to make a dex roll. All right. Just a straight-up dex roll? Yep. To traverse the debris without tripping. Uh, I want to... Push? Spend some luck. Okay, spend yeah. some luck. Cool, perfect. Yeah, same. I'm going to spend um, thir 14 points of luck. I'm going to spend eight points of luck, so I hit my 40 decks. All right. 
you guys both succeed then by spending your luck points for that. Sweet. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. You as you kind of like traverse the barn, it is like just the remains of an old barn. There's like nothing much outside of like the remains of rusted farm tools and horse tack. Um, you can tell that also there's like no animals living here other than like rats, maybe like a couple rats and stuff like that. Um, you notice like a couple times like there's like 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 sharp like metal or like glass and you kind of like are able to kind of like move around it but just barely get nicked by it so you're both fine but that's what you kind of find in there and what is everybody else doing while they're uh they're uh doing that uh i think marvin marvin wants to look around for like evidence of anything coming or going recently yeah absolutely so um do you want to start like over here then or yeah like i'll start by the dead tree like the oh the dead tree like okay. the like the dead tree just like since that's where the trail like the path into the property is yeah um and just kind of look around see if i spot um like tracks or um probably hard to notice like if a car has gone by with all the driving around already but i just want to get yeah. look around the property see if i see if anything is come or gone near the dead tree um for the most part it's just like uh the farmhouse is like sits back on like a just an overgrown path like clearly not taken care of for years um probably since the the diary the journal entry dates um and then the the tree is just an uh an old dead tree blackened by lightning strike in years past um and yeah for for as much as that that's all that seems to be um just like near the dead tree but go ahead and give me a listen roll a listen roll yep okay uh that is a fail okay yep that's that's all you see then okay so I didn't, uh, nothing around there. Okay, cool. Mm hmm So, yeah. I'd like to imagine, like, Dan and Leo, like, this is the the entire time while they're, like, searching the barn and stuff like that. So is Butch and Irene moving closer to the house, or are they going to start searching around the property, too? Butch and Butcher and Irene start walking up the drive, and she's going to ask him about the uh, SEU and if, if he knew Rupert from that or anything like that. Yeah, so I agree. You said your uncle uh, told you about this. It gave you information on what was going on here. Grandpa, but yes. Or grandpa. Sure. It's close. <laughs> uh, what was his name? Rupert Merriweather. Mm. Yeah, I know that name. He was a part of. He was a part of the SU at one time, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he and he split off to do a. Uh, he had a splinter group that did other other like darker stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Yeah, he he was a part of the SU, I think, at one time, but. Then afterwards, I, I mean, there's just rumors that he got, you know, 
dealing with things. So much worse, much darker. Yeah, now I have to clean up his mess. And I kind of roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we should look around here to see exactly what he was dealing with. So, uh, you know, we need to be prepared. Yeah. Is this the porch swing? Yes. So you see the remains of like an old porch swing. Like it was it was like sort of like tied up. But then like clearly it's like one part is down. The wood's falling apart and rotting. And only like one chain is like attached to the tree still. Um, and as you approach the house, you notice that it's a 18th century salt box design with a high peaked roof and windows flanked by sagging shutters. Uh, while most of the windows are broken, the ones intact are filthy and resemble frosted glass due to years of dirt and dust. It's a single-story structure comprising two rooms with a windowless attic overhead. The roof is a little bowed, but all the shingles are intact. And if you guys... Yep. See any of, like, the sigils or anything like that that they uh, talked about in the journal on the outside of this property? Mm, I don't think right now. Uh, go ahead and give me... Oh, actually, yes. Uh, both of you can give me a occult roll. Oh, that's going to be a failure. Well, at least she didn't fumble. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> yeah, Christian. Is that a you... success, Christian? Success? Yeah, let me just check. Uh, so that's... Yeah, 50, so. Yep, this is, it is a success. Sorry, and it's not a hard success, so. No, it's okay. Success works because you notice that uh, uh, over on lintels, over the, all the doors and windows are carved symbols of a strange nature. Uh, you identify them as a symbols of power used to word against otherworldly spirits. A good defense. Um... Uh, yeah, good defense against them. But yeah, that's that's what you see. You you just know that these are symbols to protect and and ward off otherworldly spirits. Imagine Irene sees these symbols but doesn't understand them, and she's like, "Butcher, what? Uh, should I call you Butcher? Could I call Mister Blevins? What should I call you? Even? Uh, you you can just call me Butcher." Butcher, what uh, what does this stuff mean? Is this uh, the ramblings of a dying man or something more? Can I point out the symbols? Yeah. Well, we should look around for more, but uh, typically these these sigils are placed, uh, from what I understand, in a somewhat of a perimeter to, to ward off other beings. Um, like this uh, djinn that uh, we might be dealing with here. He, Grandpa did write about that in his journal. That would make sense. You guys also notice, like, looking at the front of the house, there is a front door, which appears to be right here, and Leo and Dan, you notice there's a back door that's in the back right here. Can I inspect the back door? Uh, see if there's, because everything's all dusty and stuff like that. Is there any um, recently cleared, you know, is there 
evidence of any footprints or blood yeah uh and uh go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll and while you're doing that uh dalton uh what's marvin up to what's he damn it he... oh um i mean he's 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 gonna keep like walking up to the house uh while looking for more traces of anybody any comings and goings okay it's like a third 83 this game Oof. Uh, if you look at the top section, there's more of a kind of like uh, uh, the a detailed farmhouse. But um, let's see. So, Marvin, you see over to uh, your right, I guess uh, you see that there is kind of like an overgrown garden. Uh, it's, it's like the vegetables that are inside the garden are like actually like plump, like clearly it's been like unkept and just untaken care of. So there's just tons of like vegetables, like strewn about and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, give me a spot hidden roll actually. Okay. Uh, just checking what my spot hidden is. Mm hmm. That is a fail. Ah. Okay. All right. Well, you see that there are um, flowers all across the area. Wait. Uh, but to everybody else. Uh, oh, yeah. So you got a you you failed your spot, uh, your spot hidden roll. Correct, Justin? Leo did. Yeah, I failed mine, too. Okay, cool. All right. Are you going inside the the farmhouse, or or are you staying outside for right now? Oh, I mean, if we haven't been able to find anything outside, and I think it's time to go to go inside. Sure. Yeah. So go ahead and move your. I can move your tokens to the top of the screen. Whoop. Sorry, Butcher. There you are. I think you were near the well. Irene was near the front door. So was Marvin. And then Dan and Leo were near this back door at the top here. Yeah, I think we should go around Oops. back. I accidentally grabbed uh, the, the titles. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. No, I think... Uh, are these, like, windows? Those, like, gaps in the door? Yes, 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 they are. Can I, can I look through them? Absolutely. Uh, which one are you looking through? Uh, the one right in front of me. Mm-hmm. So gazing inside, you see, like, you notice that, like, this door specifically is already, like, slightly open and ajar. And kind of looking inside, you see... Do, 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 do. Uh, let's see here. The backer room has a comfortable armchair in one corner while a table stands against the wall beneath the rear window. An old walking stick lies on top of the table. This table is right in front of the window that you're looking at, Dan. Uh, uh, on top of the table. The fireplace is large and made of, of gray stone. An unblocked back door leads out to in the direction of the barn and collapse lean to which you came from. Uh, you notice while looking at the top of the ceiling, there's a trap door and set in the middle of the ceiling overhead that leads to what you can presume is the attic space. Uh, you notice that the wooden frame surrounding the trap door is decorated with the same occult carving seen over the doors and windows of the house. Um, go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll, by the way. 
Come on, Pepper Daddy needs a new pair of shorts. Come on. One spot hidden success this game. Let's go. <laughs> Ooh, is that a great success, Dan? Or uh, a, extreme? Uh, that would be. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, no, hold on. So it would need to be less than your fifth value to be an extreme success. It's a hard Maybe. success. It's Maybe. a hard success. The hard. Okay. Still, Still good. good. Uh, basically, you see that, like inside, it, it was kind of hard to see on the outside, but inside, like on the floor, uh, there's muddy boot boot prints on the floor coming from that back door. Uh, in in addition, like you see that in the you're just like your eyes are like nailing everything. Uh, do, does your 1920s have glasses? Does your 1920s Dan has glasses, or is he just like normal? Yeah, he does. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you spot in the fireplace like there's embers of a fire that was like recent. Um, uh, on top of that, you see like right here in it is like clearly like a like a um like a sleeping bag uh not like a sleeping bag but like you know uh, a thick wool blanket uh and there's an empty can of campbell's pork and beans like next to it with like a uh, like a spoon in there um just judging from your like knowledge maybe you wrote a piece about this uh back in the day but like that 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 the it's a tin spoon. Specifically, it looks like surplus from the Great War, which like I'm not sure what article you wrote to kind of know that knowledge. But um, on top of that, right in front of you is like clearly what seems to be like a um, an unwrapped bindle, if you know what a, a bindle is. Uh, hobos in the 1920s used to carry the sticks with like the little like tied up and stuff like that. Yep. And that's what you see inside. Um, so I look over to Leo and just quietly say, hey, uh, I think someone might be here. There's there's if you look in, there's fireplace, there's some embers, it's a sleeping bag. I think I think someone's been staying here using this place as a hideout or something, or maybe they just squatting or, or something. I don't know. I, I, I want to take a little bit of a closer look in the other room, but I think we should go warn the others. And then uh, I like kind of like start walking around this way and I want to like just peek in this room, but like hide behind the wall and like peek into this. Sounds good. Before you do that. Yeah, go. Oh, Leo. Leo's going to nod. And since he knows that there's no windows on this side of the building, he's going to sprint over this way and like. Somebody might be in here. All right, Marvin, Irene, Butcher, you, you do see Leo kind of sprint to the other side and kind of warn you guys. What are you guys doing? Well, I mean, I, I, I shout back to, to Leo. I mean, like, not much point in being quiet after the near shootout that just happened out front. You don't know that? What you yelling for? Uh, well... Although, again, it does make sense. Butcher says he might have seen he he thinks these are some weird symbols going on. Satan. I knew it. All right. Uh I read him Butcher. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Butcher is just uh uh 
as he's continuing kind of around the well mm-hmm. to see if there's any other symbols or anything else that could kind of clue him into what's going on here. He uh he does kind of remark um you know loud enough for for uh Marvin and Irene to hear that um Theo is uh, or Leo, sorry. Yeah. Is uh is on to something. We should take this quietly or as stealthy as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ashley, you're on mute. Irene's gonna peek into one of these like windows over here. Okay, you do so. Probably at about the same time Dan's kind of like looking into, and here's kind of what you see. So, um, Dust lies thickly on the furniture and empty shelves, while dead leaves and de- uh, uh cover the floor. An iron stove rests against the wall, the ventilation pipe still connected to the outside. There is a round table of chairs near the stove. The wooden floor is warped and stained, the result of water leaking through the roof and ceiling. Rot has eaten away at a table, an old couch, and matching wind chair. Um, let's see. Near the entrance... Doo, doo, doo. Oh, near the entrance to the second room, which you can see right there, is a narrow opening in the floor, revealing a steep flight of steps leading down to what appears to be a cellar. So, and in in the map, it shows the doors is open. Is that currently the case? Like, were the doors ajar? Were they closed? This front door was closed. This one was ajar. Okay. Yep. But they're unlocked. Well, I mean, you can use the key and unlock the front door. It's currently locked. So I want to, I want to like walk, like kind of like back around, just regroup with everyone. Yep. Um, and, and just say, all right, so it looks like we got, we got a basement, we got an attic. Someone's been here. Uh, looks like, I don't know how long, you know, looks like they've got a sleeping bag. Um, you know, some muddy boot prints. Uh, There's definitely someone here. So I probably only been here for a couple of days, though. Um, two of us, we Scooby-Doo style this. We go check out upstairs and downstairs at the same time. Well, didn't someone mention that somebody went missing? Yeah, yeah. When I was talking to uh, the, the the lady who owns the general store, her husband's the police chief mm-hmm. or the sheriff or whatever, and uh, apparently some lady went missing down by the docks the uh, the other night. Hmm. Maybe was it by the docks? Split up. No, <laughs> she was checking out her horses yeah. at night. Yep. I, you know, just because we're in Boston, I just. I mean, we're in Massachusetts, right? I think Boston, and when I think Boston, I think, yeah, but down by the decks. Mm. Oh, so. Um, Irene thinks we should not split up. Yeah, I think we should probably stick together with this one. The, the more more people around to watch each other's backs, the better. Agreed. All right, well, how are we going to make sure that nobody escapes if, you know, they hear us going downstairs or vice versa? Where are you seeing a way up? There's an, you you said there's an attic. 
Yeah, when I was looking through the back, uh, the window on the other side, there's a uh, there's a trap door going up. <clears throat> well, I mean, we'd have have a just have a few people up here keep watch while one one or two people like peeks their head downstairs or like just lift people real quick, lift pe people up, take a look in the attic. But I don't. I don't think we should be splitting up. I mean, this house isn't that big. We'd hear it if somebody was trying to trying to run away. All right. Here's what I think. I think me, Leo, and the butcher, we go down check out the basement, and I think Martin, you and Miss Whitmore, you stay up here, and. Uh, you guys, you guys, you know, let us know and yell out if anyone's coming around. And uh, we'll go, we'll go check out the basement. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll keep watch at the top of the stairs while you guys go down. Yeah, and just yell, and just yell out, and we'll yell back to you. Alrighty. So, Leo kind of pushes open the the door with his the barrel of his Lewis gun. Yeah, did uh did Dan, did you unlock it with your your deed and key and then go inside? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Yeah, and then go ahead, Leo. Um, pushes it open. I guess Dan's already inside, so Leo's close behind. I want to pull out my uh my lantern. Hey you, you said there was notes on the desk over there. Should we check those out before we head down to the basement? We don't have a way out. I can check those out. I might know uh, what I could do about what they say. As you guys go inside, a foul odor greets you. It is, it is, it's the rotting smell of the furniture just like hits your nostrils and it, it just smells awful, really. Um, everybody. Yeah. Is it just furniture or is it worse than that? Like, is there something dead in here? Uh, it just it just smells rotting and disgusting. Um, and so maybe. go ahead. You guys give me a listen roll. Everyone. Mm. Oh, nice. I failed. <laughs> Hard success. Wait, Justin, how is how did you get no dice? You rolled a twelve. Isn't base listen twenty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I said nice. Oh, I thought you said no dice. No. Oh no, no. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Several indeed dice. <laughs> indeed dice. Many much dice. So well, not many much dice. It's just a regular success. Uh, so everybody who rolled a success. Uh, hear scuffling and scurrying underneath the floor. Does me having a hard success change anything? Uh, having a hard success, here's what I'll say. You, you notice, you hear the scuffling underneath the floor. On top of that, you, you, you find it, you're like, you, you realize it's a little bit quieter than normal. Like, it's, it's, eerily quiet like you don't you don't hear like the normal outdoorsy nature sounds that you would normally hear like oh, if anything we've gone inside that's all we're really hearing and it's kind of muffled from the outside no i'm just saying that's what you noticed 
Mm. I'm just saying that's what you noticed when you came inside. Uh, you do hear uh, like the ringing. Remember the porch swing like chain is still outside. So you hear the, the chain swinging a little bit, but it is eerily silent except for some like the, the chain outside and then like the scuffling underneath the floorboards. Nah, no birds chirping or anything like that. No. Grandpa may have some mice. I don't know if it's mice. I think it's demons. And if you guys are saying there's you're hearing stuff down in the basement, I think everything is is leading up to something bad in the basement, given that that's where the the rituals took place. Yeah. He said it would get free if he died. All of these things lead to I'm not going down in that basement. Hey, can you go down the basement, Martin? We were supposed to stand guard up here. Right, right. That, uh, yeah, I'm totally cool with that plan. I'm going to go with Butcher to see, see what Butchie's got going on over with the, the desk. Yeah, so Butcher goes over to the desk to see, uh, you know, what what's all sprawled out here, if there's any helpful information about what's going on. What's the word, Butchie? What's the word, Keeper Babe? Sorry, I was reading up on what happens next. What's going on? <laughs> Butcher Blevins is reading the notes on the desk. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't, so, we haven't, we haven't gone into the basement just yet. We're taking a look actually, to see if there's any info on that on the, yeah. the papers over there. Uh, let's see. Um, apart from the walking stair on the table, there's a large piece of worn, wrinkled fabric, which which rests a half full penny box of wooden matches, as well as a small piece of soap, a tin cup, a screwdriver, a can opener, a jackknife, and the stub of a candle. Um, let's see here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what you see. Irene's gonna pocket the matches. All right. You said there's a screwdriver over there. Cost me that screwdriver. Butcher uh, quickly picks it up and chucks it his way. Here you go. <laughs> nothing, nothing important, right? Nothing out of the ordinary. I'm gonna go over to this. Thing and I'm taking my my Lewis gun and I'm <laughs> um kind of like wrestling open the sheets there like a sleeping bag right like a blanket yeah it's a thick wool yeah. blanket and moving it open seeing if there's anything inside the blanket opening it up nope you just noticed that the the can of pork and beans that Dan saw earlier with the tin spoon it's it's empty. No mold or anything in there, though. Right? No, it looks surprisingly, like, you know, fresh. Mm. <clears throat> There's no, like, blood splatters on the floor or anything? Just those muddy footprints. And they lead... Where them? Yeah, where do, where do they lead? They lead... Uh, they, the boots are, like, resting by the door. So, like, it, like, walked in and then, like, the boots are off. The boots are resting by the door over here. Yep. Hmm. 
Yeah, if you notice the two differences between the, the the front door and the back door, the front door has like an actual lock in the key, but the back door, if you notice, there's like a like a bar next to it. You know, like an old fashioned, you just put the wooden bar down and it doesn't open. So, hmm. and it's shut, right? And it's open. It's open. It's a jar. Huh. Yeah, both doors are currently open unless somebody closed the front door. Yeah, when when we got here, the back door was already open and ajar. Yep. So we, we got a couple of options. Either that, this hobo here. He's down in the basement, and that's what we heard. Something happened that scared the hobo right out the door. And he's gone. Didn't even bother taking shoes. Hey, you get scared enough, you might not even care what happens to your stuff. You're only concerned about your skin. And look, Ember's still in the fire. But he's either still here, he got spooked so bad he left. I mean, I didn't... I didn't see any evi evidence of somebody running away when I was looking around, so I think they're they're probably still in the house somewhere. Delish. Are we gonna call out, ask him to show himself, or are we gonna go introduce ourselves? Did anybody check the privy? <laughs> Dan in? did the privy. I think Dan did. Yeah, Dan did. It was empty. It was just a toilet. Hmm. I don't know if this guy was lucky enough to get away. There's no blood either, though, Butcher. You never know what Satan's capable of. <laughs> Bloodless death? I mean, maybe. I think we might find out. Dumb he boy. defied the father. He's capable of some crafty stuff. It's okay. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> All right, Butcher's going down into the the cellar. All right, <clears throat> Leo will fall behind. Okay, so since you're going down into the cellar, Butcher, mm -hmm. uh, as you can see, I opened up a new spot here on the map, and can you, as you're like walking down, um, you notice it's like incredibly dark. Um, like it, it, you like just like normal, like there's not enough light coming down to really see clearly down here. So you like start to walk down and you notice that it's really dark. Wait, wait, hold on. Um, I'm walking down too. And remember, I have my lantern. You do? Yeah. Do I? Does yeah, the, you, you light the lantern, you kind of like sign it up and now you can kind of see that it's a little bit clearer. Um, and as you kind of walk down, is Butcher still leading, or are you leading, Dan? Uh, I can lead. I'll, I'll just say, hey, let me lead the way. I've cut the light. Are you okay with that, Butcher? Yeah, that's fine. All right, Dan, give me a spot hidden roll. Oh, boy, here we go again. Come on. Oof. So what that can was all, for? Can we all yeah. make one? No, mm. it's specifically the the uh, the first person that goes down the stairs. Uh, 
Uh, so, uh, bursting out from behind uh, the stairs is what appears to be. Uh, sorry, I, I should have had him ready. Uh, a uh, a hobo looking fellow with like a like a uh, a, uh, a striped red and white shirt, and what that spot hit him roll was to see his his uh, surprise attack. Uh, unfortunately, because you failed, he gets a bonus die to his roll, <laughs> and he is gonna uh, attack you. He got oh um he uh fails. So let's nice. see. Uh, so, yeah. You can either fight back or dodge, right? Well, not with this surprise attack specifically. So, uh, yeah, so he, he makes an attack for you, but because it was unsuccessful and there's three of you here, he, uh, he kind of, like, backs up. And then now, let's start initiative. Let's go ahead and get everybody's initiative in order, which I already have theirs. Let me put uh, his in there. Um, we're probably not going to do a full full uh, a fight just because. Um, uh, yeah, we're about at the end of the session, but I'll at least put this in here. He has a dex of 70, so he's going to be going after a couple of you guys. All right. Does he get does he get disadvantaged at all because he's outnumbered? He will on his turn, but uh, we'll 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 go over that here in a second. So yeah, so basically, does he get disadvantaged for being homeless? No, <laughs> Aww. no, he he had a home. This is his home now. Anyways, um, so uh, he tried to surprise attack you, Dan, uh, and he he failed. You like maybe like. Uh, uh, didn't quite spot it right at first, but you're able to dodge quickly out of the way. And he kind of backs up, and he has his eyes wide, and he's looking at all of you guys. So, um, up first is actually Irene, because her dex is 80. So, Irene, you're upstairs currently. What are you gonna do? I'm just gonna call down the stairs, because I imagine I hear maybe a little bit of a scuffle, and I'm, I'm gonna be like, is everything alright down there? You need me to, uh, come on down? Yeah. And as I as I kind of mentioned earlier, like um, the cool thing is like on your turns, it's it's not necessarily like limited by like only so many seconds or 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 something. So um, you mostly get to do kind of like one thing like Irene could be upstairs maybe as like, oh, no, I didn't bring a weapon. She could go and search and grab a weapon and kind of look for that or something of the other effect. But for the most part, if you're engaging in, a, in an attack or 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 something like that. You can only really do that once per turn. But uh, we'll kind of go over that. So Irene kind of calls down to you guys to check in if everything's okay. Leo. Oh wait. Uh, with when you tie for for setting decks. Let's see here how that's determined. Ah, uh, Marvin could go first. It's fine. <laughs> Let's see order of decks. The the highest X goes first. Uh, I think with ties, you basically we just kind of um, if it's ties, you guys roll and see who has the better roll and kind of go from there. If you guys want to do that, cool. Do you uh, so uh, Leo and Marvin roll to see who goes first? It does say on this cheat sheet. 
Oh. Uh, on a draw, the higher combat skill goes first. Oh, Re- never ready. mind. There we go. Uh, but readied uh, firearms or casting an instantaneous spell gains plus 50 dex for initiative. Ooh. So if, yeah, if Leo's gun is readied, which I think he add up, though, then he'd get fit plus 50. Yeah. Okay. So combat skills, Leo versus Marvin. Leo, what's your high, what's your combat skill? Um, like, like my, my, my gun skill. Yeah. 75. And then Marvin for your combat. What is your, what is your, uh, what is your, uh, uh skill? Um, default 25. Okay. So yeah, Leo would be going first. So Leo, it's your turn. You see Dan get attacked by this, this, uh, seemingly wide eyed, uh, homeless man who's hiding in this cellar. What do you do? Uh, so what does he have what did he attack with just like his fists or yeah if you look right here there's actually a wooden like stake he like picked up he swung but then like when he missed he got scared and dropped it so he he backed up he doesn't have anything in his hands right now what are you doing here you hobo you bum (sighs) I feel you full of daylight see explain yourself and then I'm going to wait to see if he responds. And then if he kind of tries to make another move at us, I'm going to just light him. OK, <clears throat> Marvin, you're upstairs. What are you doing? Um, I, I, I hear I hear Butcher or not Butcher. I hear Leo start to, like, threaten the homeless guy. And I heard some of the scuffle and stuff. And I I, I turned to Irene. He's like, I don't I think there might be something going on down there to, to answer your earlier question. I don't. I'm going to stay up here. I think they can handle it, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay up here with you unless there's some screaming. <laughs> yeah, unless they unless they ask for help. If they ask for help, maybe we'll go down. Yeah, it sounds good. Let's do that. Oh, I forgot to do something. Um, Leo, on your turn, go ahead and give me a psychology check. A psychology check. Oh no. <laughs> Nice. Oh, uh, is that is that a success? Uh, wait, I, I actually so something happened. Where I can't see what I rolled. Um, you rolled a sixty-nine. Depends on <laughs> um, no, so that's a fail because I, okay. I my psychology is only ten. The base. Got it. Okay. Uh, yep. So it is now uh, the homeless man's turn, and he. Uh, just kind of like ramp. He's just kind of stands there, wide-eyed, like looking at like each of you in turn, and it's just like, uh, yeah. He's just like rambling nonsense currently, and um, I think that's where we're gonna end it today. Um, we well, you know what? No, no. To be fair, let's do Butcher and Dan, and then we'll call it after a full round of combat. So, so Butcher. What are you going to do? I'm going to move up a little bit and approach. Okay. Um, am I uh, able to see, you know, I guess with the light at this point, am I able to make out his kind of facial expression and um, see his condition at all? 
Uh, sure. If you want to tell his condition, it would also be a psychology role. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. And to all of our viewers, if you have any questions about uh, today's session, please put them in the chat, and we'll read them here soon. My uh, been sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. That would have been, been great. Yeah. Is that a fail as well? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So you you see that he's like wide eyed. He's muttering nonsense, and his back is now up against the like the shelves and such. But you can't really. I mean, like you can take guesses of what's going on, but yeah, nothing I, nothing determined. So butcher just exclaims, "Be careful! Be careful!" I think he might be possessed. All right. And Dan, so this guy like jumped out of the shadows to attack you, but then now is backed off and muttering nonsense over against these this, these shelves. Did I notice what he tried to attack me with? Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was, it was like this a... piece of wood right here on the floor. Uh, all right, so I just kind of like want to like Yeah, you know what? Uh, I want to pull up my gun and I want to point it at him and I want to say, lay down on the ground. All right. Uh, you uh, give him you give him a command. <laughs> Are you going to try to intimidate him or? Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, forget Go. the gun would, you know. Uh, yeah. OK, you can roll roll and intimidate. OK. I'm looking at the guy's face. He's he's cuckoo for cocoa. Yes. What was that? Yeah, that's a fail. Okay. He mutters more nonsense, and the gun has clearly like elevated his kind of like stress level, and he's like frantically like looking around, like looking up at the stairs and stuff like that. So, and that's where we'll leave off today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's go ahead and if anybody uh has any uh skills to increase and luck to recover go ahead and do that now so it's um rolling a d100 and if we fail then we roll a d10 to increase it correct except for luck you just kind of get that back which is nice oh you don't have to fail the luck roll I don't believe so. I'll double check. I thought that you did. Yeah. All righty. Here's my drive auto roll. Ah, I rolled too well. All right. Here's my fast talk roll. Woo. Yes. If you get a crit need- failure, do you get 10 points? <laughs> if you get a crit failure yeah I just crit failed auto skill increase check a hundred so. holy sh- yeah I'll rule that you get the full ten Sweet. I think that's fair Thanks. Christian passes his stuff now <laughs> yeah. yeah I think I only I only had a cult 
checked. That's the only thing I passed. This all. <laughs> nice. Okay, I passed both of my rolls too. Nice, I passed mine. Oh, nah. Ashley, well, you want to? You were correct. You do have to fail the luck roll to regain your luck, so you don't just recover it. My bad. Hmm. Jokes on you! I didn't use any luck. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have. And for my spot hidden roll. Oh, I passed that. Oh, well, I'm not better at spotting hidden than I used to be. While everybody's doing that, too, I do want to go over more of like the chase mechanics and stuff like that, because I know we were trying to figure that out earlier. And I think the reason why I was getting confused is just because. No, Justin, you didn't do R slash. You just. Oh, we just did D100. No, I didn't. Wait, did no, yeah, he did. rolling D rolling D one hundred. One hundred. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, that's that's right. Wow. So you literally crit success or crit failed twice. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Good good news it's happening here. But um so yeah. just let you guys know, the hobo, there there are chase mechanics written in uh, the adventure. So it says if you're trying to catch them, you guys have to make an opposed dex roll. And I roll for 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 the hobo while you roll uh, for yourselves and whoever gets the best result wins the opposed roll. And uh, if it's a tie or both rolls are failed, the chase continues. Um, each of the participants matching their paces. If the player wishes, they can attempt another opposed roll until the chase is ended. If Red Jake uh, or the hobo, sorry, if he wins two consecutive opposed rolls, he manages to get away, but if the investigators wins a single opposed roll, then he's been caught. So, um, that's what it seems like is is like for chase rules and stuff like that. So it seems like um, that's kind of like a a like a pre-made scenario. I think I get to kind of like as the keeper, I get to kind of determine what constitutes as a success in a chase and what constitutes as a failure. So we we were doing it right earlier. Um, I think it just got a little bit complicated because, unfortunately, uh, 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 Butcher kept failing his his chase rolls. But I think what we did was perfectly fine. So um, it seems like essentially the keeper gets to kind of determine what are the win conditions, what are the failure conditions, and you do kind of like a post skill checks uh, against them and such. So mm. this kind of in the in the the starter set, it just kind of makes it as like, hey, if you if they if the players win two times, they catch them. But if uh, or sorry, if if the hobo wins two times, he gets away. But if they win once, then they catch him. So which I, I think is interesting. So and maybe that can still ha still happen next week. So. They decide um, to chase this hobo. I mean, yeah. it would probably be so, pretty hard for him to get out. He's he's kind of trapped in the in the basement. And, yeah, and, and that's why, like, upstairs. Yeah. And that's why I didn't like have him like greased up naked deaf guy. <laughs> and that's why I didn't. And that's why I didn't have him like immediately like get get past you guys. Like, if it was just Dan, then he could have like attacked and then like run up the stairs. But since there's like three people on those steps, like I was like, there's there's no way he could just like run past you guys with that. So, okay. 
So am I wrong in... Can gens possess living vessels? I think you'd have to roll a cast to know that. Yeah, well, isn't that what happens in Witcher? The Witcher uh, TV show? Well, this is not Witcher. Well, I think it does in The Witcher, but I don't know how Call of Cthulhu yeah. works. Well, no, I know. But I'm just going. Me, me thinks that what actually came through is not a jinn. It and might not be. It is just a monster. <laughs> it could be Cthulhu himself. Oh, I thought her himself. I thought it was Cthulhu Cthulhu. described as a jinn in the book, but uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have to occult that up, buddy. Uh, here's here's what I'll say in my in my reading through of the different adventures of 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 including the starter set and no spoilers, but like the Cthulhu mythos is like meant to be like very like strange, interesting and out of this world creatures, like things that are not really like that don't interact with our world the way we think it should like. If if we if we talk about D and D, I mean like beholders and like aberrations and stuff. Like they're not from the D and D universe. Like they came from the outside and came in, and that's just what they that the, their form took when they came here. And I'm not in. I'm not saying that Call of Cthulhu is like that, but D and D was inspired by the Cthulhu mythos for those kinds of things, and that was just how they kind of phrased it. So, um, you know. I, you know, I'm not going to say anything more, but like, that's what I will say. Yeah, like in, in universe, just because the group of people thought they were summoning a djinn, that's a djinn is a, a human construct. That's something that human beings wrote stories about. Um, and that's what he thought and the group thought that they summoned. It's not entirely likely that 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 they actually did what they thought that they were doing. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a Martian. Yeah, yeah, like it's all, it's this is very clearly a Plutonian Plutonian mind control. Neptunian. Oh my gosh. But we don't know about Planet Nine yet. That's true. We don't know about Pluto yet. Uh, this is this is European mind control. He's from a, a moon of is Europa Jupiter? Saturn. Europa Saturn. Yeah, uh, yeah, Saturn. I don't remember. Well, that's, that's the one with. They... They did. Uh, that's what happens in the Sandman, right? They think they're they're summoning death, and they they uh, summon the Sandman. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen the Sandman. Yeah, yeah. In in Sandman, they're they're attempting to summon summon death, but they accidentally summon Dream. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is like at the very beginning. That's just how the story starts. Yeah. Like so. <laughs> Spoiler, no, no. Okay, cool. Uh, by the way, very glad you guys decided not to pursue the De Vermis Mysterii book because uh, uh, it's specifically written into the adventure that, like, you guys, like, you you, you can't, it, it like, that Dr. Henry Armitage was not going to reveal any information to you guys. It's oh, like, yeah. he, he's from, like, a, a I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up, but he's from a, like, specific H.P. Uh, Lovecraft story and it says like he just came out of like that story and uh knows about the Cthulhu mythos now and is like i i'm not gonna let anybody know more about like 
about like Cthulhu or anything like that. Uh, yeah, from the Dunwich Horror. That's where Dr. Henry Armitage is from. So mm. that's super interesting, though, how they wrote, yeah. wrote it like that. Yeah, they said, uh, while it can be frustrating for players uh, because they uh, he's impervious to bribes and skill rolls. Um, they should be under no illusion that Armitage considers the book to be dangerous. Sometimes not all the information is available to investigators and they must go on knowing that they lack certain clues, which I mean, I, I, I think that's interesting how they put it, especially in this kind of like horror game where people can die. Like you're not going to find everything out. I get that philosophy. I sometimes worry like you guys, you're like, no, 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 we're going to figure this out. We need to know it. <laughs> And then you get between like a rock and a hard place with it. So mm. did we ever crack the Egyptian hieroglyphs? That would have taken like two more days. So we did not. I think we also. Oh, wait, the Egyptian hieroglyphs. Yeah, right. Because it took like several days to translate. Mm hmm. Mm. But yeah, uh, does anybody have any last comments before we sign off for today? Any questions in the chat? Nope. Um, this is the Call of Cthulhu 7th edition um, starter set that we are using today. Um, we are playing through Roll20, which is a free online platform, um, which is a really great platform. Our tokens for our characters were designed in Hero Forge, so thank you to them. And I think that covers everything. Yeah, nailed it. Perfect. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week to find out what these guys are going to do with the hobo down in the cellar, as well as, like, where is this monster? Is it even still here? And what's going to happen next? Uh, next session might be our finale with this, depending on how fast we go through everything. And it'll be pretty exciting. But Spooky. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> well, thanks for, for tuning in and learning how to play Call of Cthulhu with us. Uh, we'll see you next week with hopefully more uh, more mechanics that we have no idea how to how to do, but we'll figure it out and uh, we'll see you all then. Thanks for thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks, everyone.